What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Councilman Podcast. I am your host here for today, Albert Viradharma. And today we have a very special podcast, a very different podcast than the usual. Um, I'm not alone today. Uh, I am joined by some special guests. One is a returning guest that you've seen in the previous episode. One is very, fairly new to this podcast, so it will be an interesting one. And we'll be talking about the top 10 best movie scores of the 2010s. That is a mouthful to say. Uh, but let's just introduce uh, our uh, guest here today. First of all, you know him. He is Matthew Chen. And also, um, we bring another friend with us. It is Sophie Planos. So, hi, guys. Hey, hi. everyone. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you guys, uh, first of all, introduce yourself first, uh, Matthew? Yeah, no, I'm I'm Matthew, and I'm, you know, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about movie scores today. Yeah, it's, yeah, going, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Sophie. I'm, sure. Hi, I'm Sophie. Uh, I'm very new to this podcast. I didn't know it existed until not too long ago. I'm very excited and honored to be a guest here tonight, and uh, I can't wait to talk about movie scores with you guys. Yeah, I invited you guys along because I definitely know that you guys are uh, massive uh, movie fans, and more particularly, massive fans of like composers and scores in particular. So when I thought of this idea, uh, you guys are the first two that I reached out to and I thought this is going to be a very interesting one. That's, uh, I don't know what's, this, what's it gonna be like. Uh, but yeah, so basically the reason why uh, I have special guests today, not the usual uh, councilman crew of Kelvin, Tegu and Arik, uh, we just did a, another commentary track for this month, and the commentary track that we recently did was for the 2002 version of Scooby-Doo. That's a thumbnail right there that's going to be dropping fairly soon. Uh, <laughs> so yes, we, we did not watch the 2020 version of Scoop that just recently got released, but we watched the 2002 version. Trust me, it was a coincidence that we were releasing it around the same time that uh, the Scoop is uh, being released straight to video. I didn't even know that was happening until we recorded the straight to the, uh, the commentary track that will be dropping soon. Uh, but classic. yeah, so yeah, that, that that film was it was interesting to say the least. It's it very strange. <laughs> it it is very strange. It's the definition of a two thousands film. That film. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so because because of that, uh, the crew want to take a quick break. But I'm like, you know, I, I still want to release another episode for this week. So I I try to think what particular topic I could be doing. And I'm like, hey, Matthew, you want to be a guest for this, uh, for a episode that I'm going to do? And Matthew's like, yeah, sure. And me and Matthew, we cannot really think of a topic at first. We go back and forth between like, I told him I want to make a top 10 list. I'm like, what should we do? Ghibli? Should we do DreamWorks? But I haven't seen enough DreamWorks. He haven't seen enough Ghibli. So I'm like, I don't know what we should do. And then I just thought of, you know what? Why don't we do a movie score list? And Matthew directly like, yeah, that, that could be a fun one. Right, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And as soon as he did that, uh, I just want to make sure that everything is uh, aligned and everything. And then I reach out to you, Sophie, because I know you're also a massive score fan. So, yeah, this this will be a very interesting list. I don't know how our taste is similar or not at all. So, yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, it will be exciting. Excited to see what everyone put in their top 10 and compare. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get to the actual list, why don't we just give a little bit of background on like, um, why are you so interested in like movie scores? Because I a lot of I think a lot of people overlook scores, and it's a very crucial thing about film that I like to point out vividly. Like, um, 
like in particular, in Thor Ragnarok, there was a scene at the very end where Thor, where Thor is sitting on the throne, and there was like a bit of a motive from a Patrick Doyle score from the first Thor movie, and I'm like, yo guys, that's the score, that's the score from the first Thor film, and everyone's like just looking at me like, Fuck. <laughs> they don't, they don't, they don't even realize that or anything. I'm like, that's, that's that was so such cool. a great. That was such a great callback. I got really excited too. It so is. yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. 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 But yeah, scores is so important. So yeah, let's just give a little uh, brief overview from each of you guys. Like, why do you care so much about scores? What makes you care about it? All right, Matthew, you can go ahead. Do you want to go first? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I didn't really get into them until I want to say uh, freshman year. And so that's kind of when I just started like listening. I started to listen to them just like when I'm studying and whatnot, you know. And then so then when I watch movies like now, it's like I start to pay attention to that stuff even more and like some more like themes and stuff throughout the movie, you know. And so listening mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, uh, I definitely listen to scores a lot when I'm studying as well. That helps because I cannot focus with lyrics on. I know some people can. I cannot do that. So yeah, movie mm -hmm. scores uh, was as my go-to for that. How yeah, that, that, that's the same for me. No, for me, um, I got into scores. It's been ten years now. I think now because 2010, when Inception came out. I was watching it and I was like, man, what this music is like so fun. And I, you know, dug a little deeper into it. And then uh, I kind of was like, okay, I need to like focus on the music now when I'm watching movies, which I've noticed before, but I never really got into it as much as I did then. Mm -hmm. And I started like listening to more composers and um, I, I discovered a lot more uh, composers and their movies. And um, that's when just my obsession grew. And I don't know. Music has always been a huge part of my life. Uh, I've been playing piano ever, since I was five. So okay. music like in movies is just, just it, it brings a whole other, a whole other level of just like magic to it, you know? Mm -hmm. and, it, and it makes the movie like what it is if it has a good score. And um, no, yeah, I've just, I've been obsessed with it ever since. And uh, yeah, now I, I, yeah. That's all I have it's, to say about it. It is it is a very important uh, part of film in general. And to steal mm -hmm. a line from um I believe this was Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan from the Oscars two years ago. Mm -hmm. you hear this song while you're in the water. You know shit is going on. Shit is going down. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, like so, it's so iconic. Like even uh, the Jurassic Park theme song or Star Wars. Um, uh, uh, Back to the Future, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Those two have fantastic movie scores as well, and it's really it it gives like when you hear the music, you know what it is immediately. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and and you're you're brought back into the movie, and you can just like replay scenes in your mind if you hear replay the music. The scenes. That's what happens. That's what happens to me if I'm listening to music while I'm studying. If I'm like <laughs> something comes up like from Star Wars, I'm like, oh wow, lightsabers, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, this one. So this list is going to be interesting because I don't know how you guys um, rank it. Uh, I don't know if you guys just determine it based on the particular. Because just now we talk about the themes of the particular film, but scores are like their multiple layers. So I don't know if you guys just base it off based on the main theme only, or you guys go through the whole score, or I don't know if your guys are limiting to like one composer per on the list, or like uh, limiting to per year or whatever, or just doing it in general. So I'm interested to see what's gonna happen here. 
but yeah, how we're gonna do this is we're gonna go back and forth saying uh, our number 10 all the way to the first. So uh, we'll, let's say I go first and then Matthew and then Sophie and then we go around all the way from 10 to 9 to 8. And if there is a particular film that is on, uh, let's say I said a particular film in number 10 and it's on your list but it's higher, then all you have to do is say punt and that way we'll save off the conversation uh, for later then. But uh, to save a bit of, this might be a little bit confusing for you guys uh, at first, but like since there's three people, so in, let's save if it's, if the film is, so, okay. So if the film is in the bottom three, okay, let me, let me just rephrase it. Let me rephrase this. Okay, you got so this. I'll, do, I'll do, let's just do this. So I'll do my first three and then Matthew will do his first three and then Sophie is, will do her first three and then I'll do my next three and then his next three and then your next three and we'll trade one a piece. And if the film is not in that particular grouping, then we'll punt it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that's just gonna be the uh, the style that we'll we'll be doing. Um, uh, stealing the style here from top ten show general uh, Matt knows. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll just do that. This will be a very interesting one. Um. Uh, so yeah. Uh, before we get started, you guys have anything to address about your list, real quick, that you want to say? I guess to expand upon what you were saying, like when we made our ratings um, or our rankings, I kind of took mm -hmm. into account not just one song, like a theme. I tried to make it like the overall, like all the songs, like make make sure they're like all pretty much like really, really good. Um, and then also favoritism, like, I guess if you really yeah, like the movie, that, that you really like the score. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then what what the music brought to the movie obviously like how how much it played a role and how fun the themes are i don't know it's it's it really but i i kind of ranked it that way i tried to be fair but it was really hard when I, there's so many of them <laughs> yeah i i, I agree with yeah, you with yeah. that there are definitely some possible bias in here but you know yeah. this is a, a personal list we'll anyway. explain them yeah. mm -hmm. And we'll probably, uh, if YouTube doesn't uh, take it down, we'll try to play maybe a, a brief moment based on YouTube. I'm going to screen share and play a bit of music, and I'll just make sure to talk over it so it doesn't get copyrighted. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, uh, yeah, I, for my list, I, uh, I don't, yeah, I didn't have any composers that were in multiple positions. So I have like one composer oh. for you actually so was that on per was that on purpose or was it accidental it, uh yeah it just happened like that there are some where i tried <laughs> to give it to one director too but then uh -huh. I could, there was there's was only one where i wasn't able to do that but yeah looks like sophie's looking through her composer list to see if she has to click it as well. i have i have i have the same composer twice only and that's it well the rest so we'll are figure, all different we'll figure that out as soon as we jumped in and let, let me just get started with mine first and talking about uh, one uh, one composer for the entirety of the list for each, mm. it used to be like that till the very last minute before we start the show. I was I had a I had ten films with ten different composers, but then I'm like, oh man, I I, I re-listened to the song right before we jumped in, and uh, last minute I I had a change of heart and I had to move it. So my list is no longer one composer unique, but there is one composer that has two films in here. Uh, but yeah, my number ten film that moved up from the number eleven uh, to the number ten that switch that switch roles. It is from the two thousand and fifteen film Creed. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. Composed by Ludwig Goransson. Yeah. Uh, this the score for this film is incredible. If you need music for you to listen while working out, this is the perfect one. Um, just the train, the song, the particular song that from the training montage. I believe it's called. Uh, what is it called? Let me. If I fight, you fight. The training montage song. That song is perfect. And not just the training montage music. It have a particular uh, motive that. Yes, you might think he steals several from the Rocky films, and you can get a vibe of it, but it, it's it's very different on its own right. It when you hear it, you can hear the difference between the Rocky team and the Creed team, and that's what uh, really stands out to me. And not only that, uh, just when I saw this film for the first time, the music just really hits me. And every time I watch this film, it makes me it makes me want to work out. And it's part big part of it is because of music. So yeah, this uh, the song from this Creed film is just. Uh, it's just incredible uh, to point out two particular songs that I mentioned. If I Fight, You Fight, that's a training montage song, and You're a Creed, which is the one where at the very end, after the final boxing match, uh, where his, like, like when Adonis is finally embracing that he's a Creed, when that song plays, it's just, it's just perfect right there. You guys have any comments on Creed? I've never seen the movie. Oh, okay. But- I've listened to the score because uh, Ludwig Göransson, he did Black Panther and The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I wanted to discover some more of his compositions. And then I, I went in and listened to some Creed. And he's a very unique composer. He really embraces like, I guess what the film's about. And then just make like, he, he gets the themes right, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, Creed, Creed's got a really, really fun score that it's, it's in my hyped film score playlist. And it just it gets you pumped up. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. Yeah, no, I, I like it too. And it's you know like great workout score. So yeah, and, um, and I'm gonna give a little bit of scare screen. Can you guys hear the music here? You guys can hear the music, right? Yeah, yeah like this this particular this team is like just freaking inc- it's just incredible. And once again, like like what Sophie said, it really Ludwig Göransson. He's done several films and. All those music are so different, which is like my, which is like my favorite part. I think his, I don't know where he's from. Is he, is he German? He's Swedish. He's Swedish. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he definitely, he definitely did won the Oscar, right? For uh, Black Panther. He did. Uh, So it's well deserved for him because I've, I've been a fan of him since Creed, which I believe I might be wrong. Actually, is is that his first composer? Station, I think. Oh, did he do uh, Fruit Real Station? It's his first breakthrough, I think, composition because he got really popular when that happened. I think he worked on every Kugler movie. He's yes, uh, they went they went to college together, if I'm if I remember that correctly, in UC. So, what is his discography? So I'm gonna have to fact check this. Yeah, he's a uh, he's Swedish. I, I know that because I looked it up like two days ago because I was curious. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, no, this is this is not. This is not his debut, but yeah, this is definitely Creed. Definitely is his breakout, and yeah, he's done all mm-hmm. this work with Ryan Coogler. So yeah, that's my that's, that's a, my number ten. That's a good number ten. Yeah. I'm guessing none of you have that in there. So no. okay, so nope. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on to my number nine real quick. Okay. So my number my number nine is, uh, ironically, also from 2015, is a Pixar film. It's called Inside Out. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> So no puns here. Okay. 
All right, then. So Inside Out, uh, this film, once again, it is a beautiful film composed by Michael Giacchino. Uh, the particular song that I absolutely adore is A Bundle of Joy, which I'm going to try to play here soon enough. Uh, but A Bundle of Joy is just, it's an iconic it's an iconic theme from the um, Inside Out song. And the way how it, the way how the music, they, he have a, Giacchino have a music for, joy for sadness for fear for anger for disgust in this particular film like for all the kind of emotions and you have it there and you have the particular theme right here and yeah this this particular song is just really sweet really uh it just hits you right uh where your heartstrings is and i forget which the song is titled but when spoiler for inside out uh film from five years ago uh when when riley finally went home and he, she breaks down uh, and, and hugs her parents. That moment always hits me every oh, time man. and that particular song is just perfect. And it, uh, Sorry, the, the only reason yeah. it's number nine for me because it's a very personal film for me and I love it, but the only reason it's number nine, I, I listen to the whole score and it's just not as strong as the other list, the other, how many, the other eight I have on my list, but this film absolutely is just, it's just perfect, and I absolutely love the score. So yeah, I think the song you're talking about is called "Tears of Joy." Tears of Joy, that's right. It's it's yeah, that's it's on my playlist. Um, <laughs> no, Inside Out, it'll definitely get you in the feels. And Michael Giacchino, he's the man that does the job for all of those tear jerkers, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, I agree. No. I, 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 you I think, got that, sir. I think Giacchino is my favorite composer of all time. And it's just surprising that the only that's the only one that I have in my list for Jackino. Uh, so yeah, it's I, I absolutely adore that man. Uh, all all his music is just uh, fantastic. Um, I almost I, when I was listing this out, I was like, wait, hold on a minute. He did up up is great. Wait, that's all twenty tens. Thank God, because it will make my list tougher to decide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was so, talking yeah. to Matthew. I was talking to Matthew about like if this would have been the two thousands instead of two thousand tens, they would have all been Pixar. <laughs> So oh yeah, Ratatouille. Yeah. Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. Ratatouille, Incredibles, Up. You know, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you guys have any thoughts on the Inside Out score? I mean, Matthew, you have any well, thoughts? I, I love it. You know, I listen to it quite a bit. It's like definitely one of my more you know the Pixar mm -hmm. like scores that I like a lot more. It's definitely super original, like an original movie with like an original score. It's something you've never heard before, which is what I really like about it. And um, yeah, I, I listened a lot to the the Joy Credits song, which is mm, like the like all the great. themes together. That one's fun to listen to. But yeah. yeah, I agree that it's a really good score. I did not have it on my top ten, but it is in somewhere in my honorable mentions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, good good to know that. Okay then, so uh, we'll move on to the next one. And I didn't even realize this. Uh, once again, ironically, from 2015 as well. Uh, oh my gosh. in a row. Okay. And this one is um, the full, the whole score, the whole, uh, how do you call it? The whole album for the score is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But there is one particular song called Brothers in Arms from this particular score, which is incredible. And this is Mad Max Fury Road. It's not on your list. Oh, wow. I have some thoughts okay. about I have. I have some thoughts about this score. 
Okay, but, well, but we'll, 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 get, we'll get to it later. You explain why you like it first, and then yeah. I'll tell you why I'm like, mm. All right, fair. So, uh, first first of all, the fact that, um, composed by Junkie XL, um, the fact that he can make he, he can make a score which is so fitting for literally a two hour, like what, a two hour car chase, particularly for the film. And this is the music that I'm talking about. Um, it, this, this music is incredible just because of how epic it is. And yeah, uh, Dan Morrill used, if you know Screen Junkies, Dan Morrill, uh, he, he used it for his particular montage for the 2010s in decade, uh, 2010s decade in review. And that particular scene just stands out. And just in the film alone, uh, the, that particular scene is incredible during the particular chase and everything that he has going on throughout the whole film is just really, it fits It fits the film so well. It's just so, it's real badass and it's just, it's, it just speaks to me. It just speaks to me, uh, the whole score. So yeah. Right. It keeps the movie going. Like it keeps mm -hmm. the pacing just like mm -hmm. super intense. That, that's what I, from what I remember when I watched the movie, I remember the score just being like always just, you oh, know, yeah. Up and running, super hype. I mean, it keeps in pace, with yeah. the movie, which is something that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, any any additional thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, I, I it's not on my uh, list, but I, mm -hmm. I do think it fits really well in the movie and like keeps it going. So. Yeah, it's not a favorite of mine, because to me, I mean, I've only seen this movie once, and I've listened to the score a couple of times, but. For this one, maybe I need to go back and revisit it, but I always thought that Mad Max Fury, like the score for this one, was a little bit repetitive with its theme. Mm -hmm. And that's so. coming from, and that's just just me with the theme, because it's just four chords just over and over again. I know it's a lot, that happens a lot in scores, but for, for this one, like, there was like one scene that it just kept playing, and it just sounded like Hans yeah. Zimmer. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But that's just me. I, I probably, I, I really want to rewatch the movie just to like, you know, re-experience everything that happened and like listen to music again. But that's from what I, what I got when I watched it. Overall, it's a really good score. It's just not on my list. Yeah, I, I get that. And you can even tell that from the particular, when I played the Brothers in Arms scene just now, even the opening part is quite repetitive. But in the middle, mm -hmm. when it gets, it gets a hint bit of like an emotional value in there. It's just, no, they, they just like there's something in the middle of that particular brothers in arms that just like it's it's changed drastically and it's just like I, oh, yeah. frick, it's so epic and so yeah um that's why the rest of the the rest of the score it's not the worst but that one team it just elevates the whole score for me that it makes it all the way to my number eight okay that's and good yes, Oh, uh, go ahead, go, go ahead, Sophie. You, you go. Say no, you I'm gonna have to add that one song into my playlist so I can listen to it. Oh yeah, it's incredible. Brother, brothers in our yeah, I'll, I'll add yeah. it. And yeah, Stephen, uh, I I do to listen to movie scores when I'm doing homework. Not particularly Brothers in Arms. That's uh, that's too uh, that's too exciting for homework. Um, I like to listen to Inside Out for homework though. So yeah, that's that. <laughs> okay, so why don't we go to Matthew for his number ten? Okay. For uh, my number ten, I have the movie We, which is a uh, you know directed by Madonna, and I uh, didn't watch the movie until today. But I've been you know listening to the score a lot like beforehand, and so I was just like, okay, if I'm making this list, I need to watch the movie. So I finally watched the movie, and you know it's not good, it's not bad, but it's like I gave it a five. Uh -huh. so it's a uh, pretty like 
in the middle average yeah, like in the middle but yeah uh the score is beautiful in the movie and like works perfectly in the movie and so that's why i have it at number 10 like the score is amazing um charms and uh evgeny's waltz both like mm-hmm. beautiful i don't know if you want to find it yeah um, oh is there a part the particular song is called charms charms, charms. yeah i think that's like the, the that's one yeah, of the let, main me, let, me try, let me try to find that and is the I, composer i agree with yeah is his composer? name is abel abel, abel or zoo uh, uh i don't know how okay, to yeah i, I found Korzenowski. it Korzenowski? Korzenowski? Yeah. is that what i'm not mean? very good at the uh, pronouncing it me neither um yeah and it's very like romantic and this is like there's like the charms theme throughout like there's like these uh, little beats that like go on throughout the whole movie and with Evgeny's Waltz. Yeah. Like that, oh, it's so beautiful. That That's a good choice for your 10, Matthew. Mm-hmm. I, I like that choice a lot. It's just super beautiful. I, I, actually, I actually didn't know about this film until uh, Matthew introduced it to me. He was like, he added some of the songs and he was like, Sophie, you should listen to this. And I did, and it's, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let me go. Turn on the lights. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this film before. Right. So this score, that the thoughts on this, the score did not uh, cross through my mind because I've never heard of the film and I never heard the score. Uh, but by the sounds of it and your description and the little tease that we, uh, and I, I, I only put a little tease because I don't want to get copyright once again. But it's yeah, it's I can I can see where you're hinting at, and it, it does sound beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I need yeah. to change my headphones really fast because these are running out of battery okay sounds good uh but yeah you want to say anything else about the 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 we and the yeah we is it we or we i don't it's even know we. i don't I know, know. Oh, so, <laughs> we stands for um the character names the two character names that are like like uh it's about wallace and uh what is that? There's like two timelines going on, and so, but W E is stands for Wallace and Edward, and so okay. that's so. I guess it's technically W E, but yeah. I don't think I've heard that composer before. Uh, also, the composer for Nocturnal Animals. Did he do Nocturnal Animals? Yeah, that one's a good one. Oh, okay. I'm connect to my headphones. Uh, okay, let's see what what else he have done. So W E is from the is that the, the 2012 film or 20? Yeah. Yeah, uh, twenty twelve. Yeah, so he did Nocturnal Animals. He did WE. Uh, I'm ashamed to know. I, I've I've listened to his uh, score, but the one that I listened to uh, was not an iconic one. It's from a 2013 highly Steinfeld movie called Romeo and Juliet, just atrocious. I don't remember the score for oh, it. Oh, he did that good. one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the maybe the score is good, but the film was so bad that I cannot even handle it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I, yeah, I've never seen. I've never seen Wii, but um, when I rewatched all, uh, a lot of the movies from 2012, I didn't watch uh, Wii, but it's in my like best film scores of that year because it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on to Matthew's next one, do you guys like ever, so based on what Sophie's saying, so you guys listen to movie scores without seeing the film? You guys have done that before? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I've never done that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done so that sometimes that that listening to the movie score inspires me to watch the movie. That's how like okay. sometimes I get into some particular movies that I've never heard of before. It's because of the score. That's yeah, I've, 
Yeah, I've never done that because I'm like, I want to hear it firsthand from the film to get the experience from it, not mm-hmm. like separately. But I, I definitely see what you're getting at. And maybe I will one day. I just, I don't think I've, I cannot recall an experience where I listen to the score first before I watch the film. So yeah. It's diff- It's weird. It's not for everyone. For me, I, I, I'll listen to whatever I, you know, I get my hands on. But uh-huh. yeah, for some people you want to, you know, gain the experience when you watch the movie first and not spoil it for yourself, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So Matthew, yeah. why don't you go, go on with your number nine? All right. My uh, number nine is a ladybird with uh, John Brion's score. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I love ladybird as a movie. And so when I watched the movie, I'm just like the score, like has a, it's just, makes it even better to me um the, like the opening there's like this pop vibe but like it fits really well with like the setting of the movie and then there's also the one that there's like drive home in rose garden which are some of my uh, favorites and then the ending scene where her i guess it's spoilers for ladybird but uh let's at the mo- end where she uh drops her off at the airport and the mom's driving back and like this you know the the score just like affects me a lot like, it's an emotional scene. Music? Sorry, yeah. is there any particular music that you want me to play over you while you talk mm-hmm. from Ladybird, or just, just any any Lady of them? Bird. Just play Ladybird. Uh, the theme, Ladybird. Okay. Ladybird. Yeah. All right, and go on. Hey, you guys keep talking as I'm looking for that. Oh. Yeah, I mean. Like, I, I knew I, that I, was going to be on your list. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I just didn't know it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like somewhere in the middle. I didn't know you were going to put it at nine, but I guess now I'm excited to see the rest of your, yeah, yeah. your picks. It's a nice score. It's, it's very different because it sounds almost disoriented in a way, but like it works with her character, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't so. know. Yeah. I, li- I like it. I, I think it, it I used to not like it, but when I rewatched it, I you know I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually not too bad. So <laughs> it got. Uh, I don't want to say I don't want to say a little bit of jazz vibe, but there is like I don't know what the, the Some there swing. is something about that. Yeah, the swing music, not jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, over there, that's yeah, it's that's really nice. <laughs> but yeah, I did not I did not consider Ladybird. Wow, that that's surprising. Yeah. I know, I love the film. <laughs> I just did. I just didn't thought of it, so it, it wasn't on my list. But it's it definitely is a listening to that. I I want to just revisit the score itself because I mm-hmm. think yeah, that's a really that's a really mm-hmm. solid pick. <clears throat> oh yeah, so I'm I'm guessing Sophie doesn't have that in her list as well. All right, well, these are a lot see. different than I was. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Like it, different... <laughs> yeah, let's see if that continues on or we have something similar eventually. So yeah, go ahead, Matthew. All right, my uh, number eight is the artist. From 2011. Punt. Okay. 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 That, that's a fast punt right there by Sophie. <laughs> All right. So before before we go on to uh, Sophie, uh, Stephen in the live chat said the King Arthur scores kick ass, but I don't want to watch the film because Disney told Anton Fuqua that he could make an R-rated film, but then they told him it had to be PG-13 during production, so he dislikes. Which King Arthur film is this? Okay, King Arthur. I think it, he's maybe. I don't. Mm, the one I know is the one that Hans Zimmer did, and that one. As cool as the which theme film, is, which King Arthur film is that? It's with it's with Kira Knightley. I think that's the one he's referring to. I'm not sure. That's yeah, the one I know. Because okay. oh, there's a lot of Arthurian. Oh, no, I don't. I'm pretty sure it's that one. I mean. Yeah. So 
that's the Hans Zimmer one. It's Mikkelsen. Okay. Oh, is this a different one? Am I talking about no, a different one? It's song about the Clive Owen Hans Zimmer composed. So yes. Yeah. Okay. The Hans Zimmer one. Yeah. That one, it's crazy how like many. So I know Hans Zimmer is very known for like his, there's a lot of his themes sound similar within a lot of his compositions. And with that one, it just, it's crazy. It sounds like Batman Begins. It sounds like uh, Last Samurai. <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like a lot, a lot, like all of his films put together. That's why it's a cool score. Don't get me wrong. It just sounds like super Hans Han Zimmer. Like it's crazy, but mm -hmm. thanks Steven. <laughs> Yeah, that, that one's two thousand. That. that one's the two thousand four King Arthur film. So yeah, just mm -hmm. people know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Sarah in the chat say, "I need. I really need to watch Lady Bird." Yeah, you do, and, Sarah. Yeah, you do. Even say, "I didn't even know Lady Bird had a score." <laughs> what? Pay attention, Stephen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, Sophie, why don't you go on with your number ten? Okay, my number ten is 2019's nineteen seventeen by Thomas Newman. It kind of snuck up there. I had it on my honorable mention. Instead of that one, I had a first man, but then I moved it down because there was something about the Thomas Newman's 1917 score that really, it just brought so much like emotion and power to the movie. Like I know Thomas Newman and Sam Mendes work so well together. And I think one scene in particular that really got like two scenes. So I, I'm, assuming both of you have seen 1917. So there's a scene where um, one spoiler of the main characters, alert. spoiler alert, one of the main characters <laughs> is running through uh, like a destroyed town and there's fire everywhere. And there's this, there's the song called a night window that's playing. And he's just like, like mm -hmm. going through this destroyed town, trying to avoid uh, all the enemies. This one is a night window. I played it. This is some somewhere in the middle of the song. So yeah. It is one of the best. Like I think I shed a tear because of how amazing that entire scene was. It was so powerful, and the themes just swept through. It captured the emotion perfectly. I just I got yeah. I just got goosebumps. That that's how amazing. Like that's how crazy that that scene was. And then there's another uh, there's another song and towards the end where he's like running through the battlefield, the iconic, uh, or the, not, I, I guess yeah. it's not iconic because it's new, but he's running through the battlefield trying to deliver the that, message. That one scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that other, that that's another scene that just really blew me away. Again, I got so many chills. I just, I felt like I was really there. And I don't know that, and that entire score, I've listened to it and I'm not huge. I've never been like a really big fan of war movie scores. But Thomas Newman really made this one enjoyable and powerful, and it just—it's—it's it's amazing. It made me like the movie just as much as I do now. Yeah, I, this one got nominated for an Oscar, did it? Yeah. Did it yes, and I knew Joker was going to win, but a huge part of me really wanted 1917 to take away the win. But I'm fine with Joker winning. That's—it's fine. It's a it's an absolutely great score. I was considering it. It didn't actually make my final cut, <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it's a it's a really uh, fantastic score by Thomas Newman. Um, yeah, I I didn't realize yeah. I'd like it this much, but I want I had to put it in the top ten, and it snuck up there, so I'm happy. <laughs> Definitely one of Thomas Newman's more unique scores. Yeah, because you 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 know he has a theme. If you yeah. listen to Finding Nemo or Series of Unfortunate Events. A anything he's done, he has a like a certain theme, uh, uh, and then uh, American Beauty. He's got a, like a certain distinct sound to him. 
this one is very different. You don't really hear that in this movie. And that means he just went completely off the rails and just did something completely new for this movie, which I totally appreciated. Mm-hmm. His his score for uh, this is a different film for a road to uh, road to perdition is also oh, like that uh, one's good too. Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, they are referencing to 1917, saying that they absolutely love it. That piano uh, is haunting. Uh, yeah, itself. the piano is very haunting through that. Yes, yeah, 1600 men. That's the song I'm talking about. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm guessing it's not a Matthew's list as well, and it's not no, a. It's an honorable mention for sure. All right, so yeah, Sophie, uh, let's move on with, is this your number nine now? Yeah, so I just did number 10. Uh, this is my number nine. My number nine is actually the artist. Uh, okay. Matthew, was that, your, was that your number eight? That was my number eight, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's, let's talk okay, about it. Okay, there we go, it's close enough. So mine was the artist. Um, I watched this film like two months ago for the first time. I loved it because the music basically carries the entire story since it's a silent film. And then I mm-hmm. nagged Matthew to watch it because I knew he'd like it. And he did. And I'm happy that he put his the score in his top 10. Um, good taste. Yeah, uh, right. But yeah, but if you think about it, like this, the music is the entire movie. Like, and that's, mm-hmm. I guess, one of the main reasons it's not on Spotify because it's the whole movie. Yeah. Um, I was annoyed because the music is so beautiful. It just, it, it speaks for the characters. Uh, he mm-hmm. does the, what's his name? Ludovic Boris, I think. Yeah, he does an amazing job. He does so much work for that film. It's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. incredible. I really love the score. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Matthew, why don't you chime in as I play the music here? Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a talent film. So, like, yeah. you know, it has to be carried by the music. And just the music is so good and, like, makes it super lively. There's, you know, romantic and, like, Oh, I love this song. I, I, it just takes you back to like that era where silent films were a thing, and it just feels so nostalgic, even though we weren't alive. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This one was not in my list because once, uh, yeah, I, I, all the films I've put in this, all the film scores I put in this is all films that I have seen, and I have not seen this one. So mm-hmm. maybe if I had li- seen it, it would have made my list. Uh, but yeah, since I haven't it, that uh, I couldn't put it in consideration. But yeah, I, I so the artist is a silent film, and the music just brings back like to that era. Is that what you guys are saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a silent film, and it's like a big callback to like uh, when silent movies were a thing back in like the twenties. Yeah, I'm getting twenties, and it. And um, and the story is really cute. It's in- and it's a-, a little bit dark at times, but uh, the music again just really carries the entire film. And it won best original score uh, for the Oscar, so well deserved, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and Ludovic uh, Borsch, Borsch, I don't know. Uh, I'm yeah. looking at the Wikipedia page. Uh, he haven't done much after the artist before or after. He his biggest accomplishment is the artist, and then. He haven't composed for any other film since then. So yeah. That's, One hit wonder. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh win an Oscar winner, but never done anything since then. That's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's the that's the first uh commonality so far, the artist. So yeah, we'll see if that continues on. Okay. So yeah, Sophie, uh your number. So eight. that so Matthew, that was your eight. 
Yeah. Artist is my nine. So my number eight is um, 2010's The Social Network by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Punt. Mm-hmm. Let's punt that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Excellent. It's an I'm happy that's on your list. No, I barely, I was like trying to pick it. It was tough to take it off, but yeah. All right. So yeah, so, yeah we'll, we'll save that conversation. Okay, so I'll go, with, okay. I'll go with my number. Uh, now it's my number seven. seven. And this one, uh, the, as soon as it reached seven, this this list the order can pretty much change because it's a really it's really competitive now for me and really tough. But yeah, I I had to put this at number seven even though I absolutely love it. And it's from 2014, composed by Alexandre Desplat. It is the Grand Budapest Hotel. Wait, what happens if it's the same as mine? Is that pun? Exactly your number seven. I'm exactly number seven is mine. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's, just talk, let's just talk with it right away. Let's just talk about it right awesome. away. Awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so I'll start first. So um, there are lots of... Uh, at first, when I considered the, this film for the best score of, of the 2010s, this one was automatically up there when I first thought of it. Because I, I did I did like a little bit of Googling, like, oh, what, what do people think is the best score of 2010? And I like that helped me pick out some. But yeah, before I did the Googling, this one is automatically in my head like yeah this one have to be in there somewhere eventually and i was only thinking of the mr uh Muf- Muf- mustafa mustafa yeah mustafa oh, but there's, there's Muf- so many Muf- other mustafa. so many other themes in that movie that's the thing i didn't i that's the initial thought that i have that's that theme was like so iconic and then as soon as i'm like okay that if that's the only thing that i consider that should be pretty low and then i go through the whole score i'm like Oh my god, there's so many layers to the score. There's so many great stuff that's like so different throughout the throughout the whole final product of the whole album. So yeah. this one is just so beautiful by Alexander Desplat. And I'm I'm gonna give two samples. Uh one of them of the music is one again, the one I'm talking about. This is the Mr. Mustafa one. And this is like it's so chill. It's such a it's such relaxing. This is one of my go-to when I uh, listen while studying. It's just so relaxing. It fits the Wes Anderson vibe. You can just see, yeah. you can yeah. just picture the shot that's going on right now of, of what's going on with this film with this particular music. Uh, so yeah, as I'm gonna give another sample, why don't I I'll let Sophie talk about uh, Grand Budapest Hotel? Okay, basically, Albert, you stole everything I was gonna say. You, <laughs> I agree with everything you said. There's something, there's something about Wes Anderson that when his films, it feels like he. He makes them with such delicacy, and Alexander Desplat just like, or I don't, I, I, I don't know how to say his name in the French. You know, I, I'm, I'm butchering his name. I know, I'm sorry, but he, what he does is just he, he matches Wes Anderson, and he just makes the score match perfectly with the movie and the uniqueness and the weirdness and the again, again, the delicacy of the film, and. <laughs> And I, I agree with you. Like, there's so many different themes in this movie that just make it so much fun to listen to and engaging with, like, with the movie. You're not just like, oh, it's not the same theme over and over again. No, and that's another thing with Wes Anderson films is, like, all the themes, they'll come back around, but there's always something different with mm-hmm. in every scene that's happening. And Grand Budapest Hotel is a great example of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you said delicacy. I think that's like the perfect uh, phrase for it. Was, uh, yeah, literally uh, that. It's it's yeah. There's something. Yeah, very, yeah. There's it, something it, delicate uh, about his filmmaking <laughs> and and the score. And it's almost as if it's just so satisfying to watch. You know, it's just there's something about it. I and I love it. And Grand Budapest Hotel reasons it's at my number seven is because 
it's the first Wes Anderson film I, I ever watched and I fell in love with it. And the score immediately, I was like, okay, I, I'm hooked. And I downloaded it on my on my iPhone and I, I, I listened to it all the time. So it's up there, it's, it has a nostalgic factor to me, but it's also like an incredible score. And I believe that one won best score in 2015 for I believe the 2014 was, Oscars. Yeah. And yeah, I guess then this one is my favorite of any Wes Anderson film for score. Um, it's just I just absolutely I just absolutely adore it. And yeah, I like under the plot. It's it's just, it's just it's an absolutely phenomenal uh, song. I cannot find the song that I'm looking for. I cannot remember what. I think it, I know what you're talking about. It's called it may be Canto of Gabble Meister's Peak. Okay, let me let me try let me try to find that. That's well, I'll let, that's, a, I'll let that's another pop. That's, that's another popular one. What is, what is it called? Sorry, it's called Canto at Gable Meister's that's Peak. Me. I think that might be. Yeah, that's a hundred percent it. That's like another iconic theme of the movie, and it's such a fun scene. <laughs> While I do that, well, I'll let Matthew say his thoughts on this because I I don't believe it's on this list, right? No, it, it's not on my list, but you know it's tough because Alexander Desplat is my uh, favorite composer, and so I was trying to. I didn't want to put you know a bunch of Alexander Desplat on my list, and so yeah, that one didn't make it. But it's definitely an honorable mention. It's definitely one that I listen to a lot. Yeah, and uh, Sophie, you're right. This is the, this is the theme that you, that is uh, that I was thinking of. It's it's so different than the Mr. Mustafa one, and it's from the same I film. There, there are many of these that are like so different, but it feels like it fits so well to the the, the theme of the Grand Budapest Hotel. So, it's just yeah, it's, it's perfect. I I listen to this. I think immediately this it's it's amazing. I really really love the score. It was just I feel like it was composed with such love and care. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I am curious though now, since Matthew said uh, Desplat is his favorite composer, if you have a different Desplat film uh, in this in this list. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We might. Oh, he does. Know. I know which one it is. I'm I, not I, gonna I, think I, I, I know which one it is. <laughs> I know one other big one that it might be there, but I'm not sure. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was my number seven. Okay, so I'll go with my number six now. And it is The Theory of Everything by Johan Johansson from, what's this, 2014, 2013, 2014 film. 2015. This one's 2014, I believe. Never mind. Yeah, so another 2014 film in the list. Say the theory of everything by Johan Johansson. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Johan Johansson. It's a no one's list. I told you when I said, oh, no, I had to cut it off. It it made it my honorable mention but it's not on there it's yeah. it's bolded in my honorable mention that's how much it means to me but me too. You know. damn okay well I'll, I'll i'll say my thoughts uh the the score for this one by Juan johansson is absolutely beautiful uh it is i think aside from just the performance and just the tragic love story of the two this is like the best part of the film mm -hmm. and um I would have put it higher, and I'm gonna explain why I would have put it higher, but I didn't. But yeah, just just the score of it. As I'm gonna try to I'm going to try to find it uh, a sample of music of it. But yeah, the, the, it fits it fits the tone of what they're trying to tell in the film of Stephen Hawking's story, and the the beautiful uh, love story, and about yeah, just, 
uh, about here of everything. And let me, uh, which one? Okay, this one is a this one is a pretty good score. As there is a YouTube ad that played, of course. Okay, so I'll I'll wait for the YouTube <laughs> ad to disappear and then I'll play the music. I like your pick though. Uh, Theory of Everything is a it's a really really great movie and the score is absolutely beautiful. And yeah. I it's it's not on my list but it's Yeah, like just listen to that. It's so it's so beautiful. Unlocking the mind. I got to put that on my list. Yeah. Yeah. And um before before I uh, yeah, before I go further, I want to hear from Matthew first. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is a really beautiful uh, score and I I really like uh, the dreams that stuff is made of, like forces mm -hmm. of attraction. Forces yeah, of attraction are, is so good. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there, one there are song... so many oh. that that I love, but there are yeah there's one song that I absolutely love from this film too, but it's it's not technically from the score. Mm -hmm. so Arrival not... of the birds. Arrival yeah. of the birds from, oh, from the Crimson God. Wing. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, the flamingo. That is one of my favorite piece of music ever. It's absolutely like beautiful. And that yeah. scene is amazing. Yeah, when, when it, they flash back to everything. It's going it's just... in reverse. And oh, I really wish Johan did something. Because honestly, mm -hmm. I thought that was from his score. But then when I realized it was from a Flamingo documentary, I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. see, if, if that was part of the actual score, I would have bumped that way higher in my list. But since it mm -hmm. didn't, I had to reduce it a bit. Because a big part of my love for the whole music in the film is for that particular music. But since it's not technically part of it, not part of the album, I had to bump it down. But I still, I still absolutely love it. But yeah. I'm going to give you like major props here because I've never heard the unlocking the mind song and I have no idea how it just went over my head. Oh, it's, it's a, it's so a, like, it, it, it's so pretty. Like now I'm going to just listen to it before I go to sleep. Cause <laughs> I can't wait to, I think tomorrow I'm just going to listen to it while I, I work the entire album. Cause I need to give it a shot. Oh yeah. Johan Johansson. Uh, it's a, it's a tragic thing that he, he is no longer with us. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's an absolutely amazing composer. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that was my number seven, and now I'll go to my number six, which no, is. No, that was your that was your number six. Wait, one, two, three. No, that's my number You're six. Okay, so now I'll go. I'll go to my number five now. <laughs> you go number five. Okay, so my number five it was uh, Sophie's number eight, and it's a social network. Okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. I'll, let's hear what you think about it first. Well, it's composed by Trent, uh, Trent Ratzner and Atticus Ross, and it is the fact that they can make the music, they can make an internship sound awesome. They make uh, people talking about nerdy tech stuff sound awesome. They, it's just, it's so, it's so incredible. And it, yes, the film is incredible on its own right, but the music itself, it, it's, I don't know how you describe it. I have to, I have to give a sample of it, but it's. It fits. It's, it fits the theme, and it's it fit. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. unique. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it somehow fits in in the glory that is this movie, and it's it's one of it's easily becoming one of my favorite movies of all time. And here's something interesting about the Social Network. Back in 2010, when I was obsessed with Inception, and Social Network beat out Inception, I got so mad. I was like, "What is this movie that's trying to be all cool?" <laughs> I listened to the main theme, Hand Covers Bruise, and I was so unimpressed. I was like, what is this piano just playing three notes? 
this is not nice. I don't like this. And obviously I was mad. I was little, I had no taste. <laughs> and <laughs> as when I got to college, I watched this movie over like more times and I, and the music really resonated. I was like, whoa, man, yeah, the, mu the music is actually really good. And the more times I watched the movie, the more I appreciate the music and everything that went into it. And it made my number, it made my top 10 because it's so, <laughs> it's so good. 2010 year old Sophie, they're like, ah, pianos, just three notes. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but you're it's, like, it's, it's, it's so built simple. the anticipation of it. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's so simple, yet so like, there's so much going on, even though there's barely anything going on. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that that's that's absolutely correct. Like there is n there is not much going on, but it feels it just feels very important and feels very. It does feel important. <laughs> it feels deep. <laughs> yeah, it feels striking. So yeah, uh, Matthew, it wasn't it wasn't on your list, correct? Right? No, it was not. It was uh, it, you know, oh. barely on my list for a while, and then I was like, it's honor. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, I ended up moving it down. Uh, uh, you know, it's. Definitely one of my uh, honorable mentions, but yeah, it was uh, barely made the list. No, it's right. it's it's a very and and it's not just that theme. There again, like personally, I was this hotel. Social network has like ten different themes going on at once, and it just makes it just more exciting. Whenever mm -hmm. something new happens, you hear a new piece of music come up, and you're like, "Oh, what's this? Something new." And it goes so well with the movie, and it's just, it's one of my favorite movies, an amazing score, mm -hmm. made my list. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like literally, a lot of the, a lot of the scenes in the film is just like, very normal, very, not like, not like exciting, it's not, it's, it's like, it's not Mad Max Fury Road, but the way how they make the music, <laughs> make the film feels like Mad Max Fury Road is a testament to itself. If you know what I mean, the comparison. But yeah, there, like like you said, there is a lot of different uh, songs from this film that really stands out to me. But yeah, it's, I find it's, myself I, just I, listening to the album from time to time, just because there's all the songs are, and that's another reason. Like, all, there's not just one song that's good. There's like plus like there's seven songs in there that, that are all on my playlist. They're, they're just intriguing, really, really good. Intriguing possibilities is one of my favorite. Yeah, I love that one. That entire scene is really good because they go back and forth within the oh, yeah. lawsuit and what happens. It's so good. It's it's so I, I have I have chills right now listening to this one. It's so chilling. Yeah, it's so yeah. perfect. And the fact that they are composing for Soul, uh, for the Pixar mm -hmm. for coming up, yeah. I'm so excited for that. Maybe uh, and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross working together. That is perfect. That is so exciting to me. So yeah, uh, that was my. This is my number five, the social network. So yeah, I really uh, like how that's super high up in your list. Like I appreciate that. That's awesome. I love it. I yeah. Love it. No, that's a good. That's a really good choice, Matthew. You gotta step it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Okay. So yeah, Matthew, why don't we hear your number seven? seven. Yes. Yeah. All right. My, my number seven is uh, Little Woman, the 2019 film. Uh, there we go. Yeah. I, was I was waiting for that one. Yes, uh, you know, I just found oh, myself. That's the slot one that you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I, I was found myself like listening over and over, like with the score and like you know, at the beginning, it's like very cheerful and like fast paced and everything, and goes into Plumfield, which like you know really. It's so beautiful. Really well. <laughs> like it makes, it makes me want to hop. <laughs> 
I'll lower the volume a bit. But yeah, go on with your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like, you know, a really romantic sounding to it, you know, in some of it. And then, but then there are also like, a, there's a balance of like mellow and like melancholic sounds, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. I guess I go into the spoilers, you know, with like Beth is death and like the father coming home and all that, like there's just father comes home is like really melancholic too. And I, my favorite piece, I think is probably Dance on the Porch, which is when, you know, when Joel and Laurie are like outside dancing together. And like, uh, I just like really love peace. Dance on the Porch. I can, I'll try to find that if you want me to. Yeah, and then, yeah, uh, that, it also, that's a good song. It also ends really beautifully with its romance. Oh, I think that's my favorite song. I love that song. It's it's so, it's such a good conclusion. Like it ends really like it, it, yeah, it ends bittersweet in a way because for me, I didn't know the story going into the the movie. I had never seen the old movies, and when it mm -hmm. ends, spoiler alert, when Amy ends up with Lori and then Joe with the other guy, it's just yeah. it's weird but it kind of fits. And I think the score did well in complementing the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was definitely one of my, if not my favorite score from 2019. Oh, yeah. um, it's up I, there. I, I think when I was making the initial list, I this was on this was in there, but I, I, I forgot to include it in my honorable mention list of the five that I mentioned. But yeah, this one, I absolutely adore it. Uh, it at the end of the day, it didn't make it didn't make the cut, but I absolutely adore uh, the, just the music from this film. It really stands out during my initial watching. Even it's just it's really pleasant and it's it's cheerful yet it's sad. Um, it it feels like it, it has a lot of hope, but there's also a little bit of tragic in it. So mm -hmm. it's 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 yeah. it's yeah it's it's a beautiful one. And I thought I thought you were for some reason I thought you were gonna pick a Shape of Water for Alexander's Blood. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that. It might come I up. Forgot, I forgot that he did this. So yeah, uh -huh. uh, but yeah, it might come up again. You know, who knows? He he's so good. He does like three movies a year. He's everywhere. Yeah. He just is keep composing and he keeps spitting out all these great like albums. I don't understand how he does it. He's really truly a genius. Like he's and like five of them, right? In twenty eleven or something like that. Right? Yeah, he did so many in twenty eleven. He also, uh, but yeah, no, he, he did the Harry Potter films as well, which is which I love. The last two, yeah, Deathly Hallows. He did, yeah, the last two, yeah. He did Deathly Hallows Part One and Two, which Part Two is on my honorable mention. It almost snuck up, but then I was like, mm, there are better movies. I didn't. I tried to keep away from franchise movies. Mm -hmm. I tried, which yeah. means I probably failed. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I no. have a franchise. I going back to Little Woman. I think one of my favorite scenes, and when I knew I was like, okay, yeah, this score is really good, is the scene where in the, towards the end, um, Joe is like organizing her book, and it, the, the pages are like spread out everywhere on the floor, and mm -hmm. then this really like adventurous, like intense uh, music is playing in the background of like wonder almost, and I really, really like, oh, this is like really, really good. It's powerful. It's making her book, and she's doing something cool with her life, you know. I like that scene a lot. I like the song a lot too. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised to notice. I I know he's been nominated several times. He has been uh he has won twice. He's nominated eleven times, which is incredible. Eleven. Oh, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, 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 just for from 2010s alone, he did the King's Speech. He did uh, the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm -hmm. uh, which is another fantastic of Wes Anderson's yeah. uh, as well. Wait, Fantastic Mr. Fox is 09, right? Oh, why does it? Oh, the, the Oscar was 2010. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 
Okay. I hate it My when bad. it's a year over. I'm yeah. so confused. Uh, he also did Argo. He did uh, Philomena, which I've never heard of. Philomena? He did, uh, yep. He did the imitation game, uh, which is which oh, I've that's, heard before as well. That's yeah. a good one. It made my honorable mention list. That that's awesome. a great score. And another animated film that I almost considered because I actually really like it is also Isle of Rise Dark. of Guardians. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> I didn't did you do Rise of Guardians. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's a great score too. Oh, okay. I, I highly recommend you give it a listen. It's actually like really good. I mean, Rise of Guardians is in my in my watch list because I'm watching a bunch of DreamWorks oh, right yeah. now, and that's up there. Albert, so I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Watch it. Don't listen to the score before. If you want to like experience the whole thing, just watch the movie. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I've seen the film before. It just didn't resonate me the first time. Maybe it will this time. Uh, but yeah, pay more attention to the score. All right, continue. <laughs> and I'm surprised. I didn't notice. He's gonna be he's gonna be doing Black Widow for the musical mm -hmm. Black Widow. So I'm excited. For really. I didn't know that, but I'm excited. I didn't know that either. <laughs> oh, well now Black Widow's yeah. gonna have a crazy good theme. I'm so excited. He was he was supposed to do a Rogue One, but I, I don't know what happened, but he it, it ended up going to Jackie No, which she did Jackie No didn't okay did it. But I would love to hear a Star Wars uh music by Alexander Desplat. So, yeah. If we're comparing like okay, because usually John Williams does uh, the themes for all the Star Wars movies, but then they went off with Rogue One and Solo. Mm -hmm. I think Solo did a better job with their with the score than Rogue One did. Yeah. John mm -hmm. Powell, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, it's in my honorable mentions. I almost I almost put it in my top ten, but then I was like, uh, I can't do it. But it's yeah. We're getting uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. I just I just want to chime in a little bit, but yeah. Giacchino did get rushed for, if I'm not wrong, for Rogue One. It, he got rushed okay. on working with that because, once again, it was supposed to be this plot and I forgot what happened. So it, they it, they went to Giacchino and Giacchino was sort of rushed on doing it. So that's why it wasn't, it's not the best music. So yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's still good enough for the movie. The movie was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I forgot, I forgot where we are. That was, that was Matthew's um, number seven that, for Little Women. So... My number six is uh, Columbus. So this is a movie that I watched pretty recently. Oh. I still haven't gotten to it. I know you told me to do it. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, but yeah, no. The like the theme is, or just it's not really a theme, but like the score is like super peaceful. It's like really calm and like meditative. And there's just like this ethereal nature that like fits the tone of the movie really well. And like I, don't, I just really loved it. And like I start, I listened to it after watching the movie, and it's just like really, um, I, I just you know really loved it, and like I started to like it even more. Who composed okay. it? Uh, Hammock. By Hammock. Yeah, Hammock. Okay. Uh, what I else? Found... I, I've I've never heard of the movie, and I've never really. I know you watched it and reviewed it on Letterbox. I saw mm -hmm. that, but I have no idea what the movie is. Like, I'm. I guess I have to. I'm, I'm adding. I'm adding it to list list of things to listen to and watch. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is one sample music from the film. It's called. I think it's called Pay. Yeah. So oh, it yeah. Is soothing. So yeah, that is that is Columbus. Once again, I cannot chime oh, in because I I do not know, but. I, I, I trust your word that it's it's a it have as a fantastic film with a fantastic score because I know I know you love this film too, so yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, I'm not. I'm not familiar. I'm not. Once again, I'm not familiar with it, so I cannot say too much about it. I can't do it either. This is all you, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything oh, else? Is I think uh, I. Is your number six? Yes, my number six. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. What year did Columbus come out? Was it last uh, year? Or this year? Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like, uh, another 2017 movie. And yeah, Hammock, Hammock is a, they're a band and they, they don't do a lot of, they don't do a lot of uh, for like soundtracks. So this is one of their first one, I believe. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. Cool. All right. Okay. And my number five is Your Name. By, uh, yeah. I really, I really wanted to put that in. Uh, it made my honorable mention. I really, really do, man. It's so difficult to cut that out. Uh -huh. But I can chime in this time. So yeah, why don't you go in and say your, your stuff yeah. and then I'll chime in. Yeah, so I, your name, you know, I, I love the movie and it just like the music to it is like, you know, there's like romance, there's like lots of, there's sadness, you know, there's cheerfulness and like, I, I, when Leo, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to the score before like I do this because like, you know, kind of, make sure that it you know, belongs on the list. And I was just like, there's like this sense of longing that like, you know, like the characters feel in the movie that like you feel in the score, which I just like, I love that. So. Mm -hmm. But then there's just also like bright scores, you know, like the, the high school, like when they're going to school and like, there's like the little beats mm -hmm. that are happening. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Rat Ratwims is a band from Japan in case some people don't know. So they are, they don't usually do this, so. Uh, they don't usually do films, which is why the the score for they also did the other Makoto Shinkai film, which is Weathering with You, and the score is very similar. But of course, this mm -hmm. is the first one that I heard and I absolutely uh, adored it as well. And like Matthew said, the iconic theme, uh, the main theme I would say is the Mitsuha's theme, and it's just yeah. it's so beautiful. It's really it really really is. It's so and, simple too. It's not very complex. It's just mm -hmm. it and it's and it hits the feels too because it's a mm -hmm. very emotional and beautiful movie. Yeah. And it really helps because uh, hand-drawn. I, I really like hand-drawn animation, and the hand-drawn oh, yeah. animation in this film is absolutely beautiful. It's and, gorgeous. Yeah, and it, this theme, I believe, it played during the the climax of the film, which I'm not going to spoil in case some people. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're not spoiling that. <laughs> but when Matthew said the sense of longing, I, I definitely, I, I that definitely is true. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff like the high school, the high school music, and when he's in the cafe. And whatnot. There's like different stuff going on, and um, it, this is technically from the this technically from the album of the score. Even though there is particular lyrics, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like it's like one of the I think it's near the not near the credits, but it's like near. It might be opening credits actually. I don't know, but there is a particular oh, yeah. one called. I'm trying to find it. I forget what it's called, but it's, it's really good, and it's part of the album, so I just want to point it out. What year was this? Was this movie? Twenty, and it was twenty sixteen. But I think in America, it got released in twenty seventeen. Another twenty seventeen. Uh, no, so <laughs> yeah, uh, watch it. Watch it. The sub, the sub version is way better than the dub version. Yeah. So yeah. I I've, I had never heard of this when I watched it. I had a friend show it to me because he he's really into anime, mm -hmm. and I watched mm -hmm. it, and we were both in tears in the end. It was just such a like I didn't know it could hit me yeah. as hard as it did whoa this movie's crazy like in terms of like oh what it did is so pretty and and the music really it caught my eye so i, I downloaded some of the songs i put in my playlist i like that choice and I, what i find interesting matthew is you've been 
three of the songs you have on your list so far are from composers that don't really do movie scores. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's hmm, interesting. I like how you like putting in some diversity in there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and yeah, the song that I was talking about is called Sparkle. And I guess there, there is yes. there's a non-lyric, there's a non-lyric version, there is a lyric version. Uh, but yeah, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely beautiful. And yeah, I've seen this film like <laughs> how I don't know how many times I've seen this film, and I cried every time. So yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I really I really wanted to put this up there, man. That I, it just it just didn't make the cut. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that was your five. Yeah, I need I need to rewatch that movie because I I know what happens, but I want to experience it again because it's been like three years since I've watched it. So I'm excited oh. to give that one a rewatch. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, why don't we go to your number seven, Sophie? Oh, my number seven was Grand Budapest Hotel, so we can move on. Oh, that's right. Okay. So my number six. Uh, I guess I do have two franchise. Well, that's not really franchise. Okay, so my number six is I wanted to put it up higher, but I I tried to save those for more, uh, I guess, mm-hmm. non-franchise uh, movies. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at number six, kind of in the middle, I have uh, one of my favorite movie scores of all time so, uh, from 2012's The Avengers. <laughs> Alan <laughs> Silvestri. I know, I know you guys probably like, yeah, so I'm just gonna put something from The Avengers on there. I wanted to do Endgame. But the thing is, Endgame pulls a lot from like the main themes that happen in the first Avengers. So I was like, you know what? First Avengers started it all. The first Avengers is one of my favorite movies. I There's a huge nostalgic element to it that I love so much about it. And it's also an incredible film. Like from the MCU standpoint, it's it's so much fun. It's, it's, it's well-written, well-directed by Joss Whedon. And Alan Silvestri just comes in there and scores like a badass theme for the Avengers, and it's so much fun. And not only does they not only not only do they have like a huge like main theme, but there's like you can hear Captain America elements in it because Alan Silvestri also scored the first Avenger. So when shots are on him, you can hear the Captain America themes. And he even scored a theme for this is where my nerdy disc comes in. He even scored a theme for like a Black Widow's theme, and you could hear it. Spoiler alert when you know she dies in Endgame and when they're all gathered together and they're like talking about her, you could hear that he brought back that theme into Endgame. And I, I like that callback. I'm probably the only one who noticed it, <laughs> but- I, I, I didn't notice that part. Yeah. <laughs> if you rewatch it, you can, and, and it's a very, very subtle theme. That's why I don't it's even know, I don't even know which one is Black Widow's theme. <laughs> it's, that's the thing. It's very hard to notice because it's super subtle. Uh, I don't even know, like you can probably, it's it's buried in there somewhere. It's very hard to find, but I the initial, I initial team the initial team was in the Avengers film. The initial Black Widow team was yeah. in the Avengers film. Yeah, so so he created one for her because she she was she played a big role in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I could sing it, but I make a fool of myself and I don't know if I want to. <laughs> uh, if you if you have the name for it, I can try to look it up. That's the thing. I, I don't know if I have a name for it. Uh, yeah, uh, well, well, if you want to search it up, well, I'll talk. I can talk about a little bit. About yeah, it. go ahead. Talk talk about the Avengers. So um, yeah, so we all we all know the music. I don't know if we really need to play a sample music, but I might as well anyway, because the theme, the, the main theme is just incredible. Uh, out of all the possible, I'm I'm gonna make a bet here that out of all the films that we're gonna mention, this one is the most iconic theme of all of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. It's so 
it's so fan it's so fantastic and you can just even that first time in the theaters that's when that circle shot happened it's <laughs> unbelievable um i took yeah. my parents to see that movie back in 2012 and they were probably just like whatever but i was cheering i was like yeah let's go and they looked at me like sophie what the heck and i'm like i'm excited it's so great yeah uh, so yeah yeah i had to put it in there i had to put it in my top 10. it's it's something that it's a personal favorite it's i it's something that's grown with me i've i've learned how to play it on the piano different variations i know it like in the back of my head i can I, I know it starts on the letter E or on on E. Like I know the key. It's terrible, um, but yeah. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yes, it is, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'll probably just repeat myself over and over again unless someone stops me. But I did. Um, so the Black Widow theme you could hear in a song called Red Ledger or I Got a Ride. I don't know where because they're both like oh, five Red minute Ledger. long songs. It's the scene I think where uh, Black Widow's talking to Loki while he's imprisoned, oh. and she's trying to get him to uh, reveal that what his plan is to unleash the Hulk. I'm getting way too into it right now, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just okay. that's just a and it's and it's very subtle. It's it's not huge. I don't know which part of uh, which part of this. It's score. so it's you kind of just played over it right now. Oh really? Yeah. So I I guess I could. I guess I could sing it a little bit, and you could hear it throughout the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's in that's interesting. I'll try I'll try to catch that. I'm I'm gonna have an MCU rewatch soon enough. But I'll, I'll definitely try to, try to catch her theme. Yeah, and they bring and it's it's so interesting how they bring it back into Endgame when they you know talk about her, and I I just I like that callback. It's like the same way when you were like, oh, in Thor Ragnarok, they played Patrick Doyle's <laughs> Thor theme. Like oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, and another reason why I picked the Avengers is, I mean, he, although the composer change in Age of Ultron, they still kept like the theme. I know it sucks, but I mean, they did what they could and they kept most, a little bit of the theme. They did a great job with it though, yeah. And they, they came back with, uh, they, uh, Alan Silvestri did a great job with Infinity War and Endgame, maintaining the theme, adding new elements to the movie. And it just brings just a sort of like awesome superhero vibe to it. And it's just, that's what makes, the Avengers, the Avengers. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna stop talking about this movie now. <laughs> yeah, um, this this one is absolutely. I absolutely love this. Uh, the Avengers, the, the Avengers score. Uh, the particular film, The Avengers, did not make my list. Uh, and I could talk about The Avengers all day because I absolutely adore the MCU. But I'm not gonna do that because we're uh, we are running kind of long. So, yeah, Matthew, you have any thoughts on the <laughs> Avengers theme or no? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a iconic theme. You know, there's not too much left to say. So, uh, yeah, let's. Okay. We move, so we can let's, move on. Let's hear yeah. your next one. So my number five. Uh, I actually just like when I was making the list, I put this one down as like the third one that came to my mind because I have so many films from 2010 on here because 2010 mm -hmm. was such a good year, and I went ahead and put the Tron Legacy score, Daft Punk. It's, and I get it, Daft Punk, I'm, I'm going to be Matthew on this one. They don't really score a lot of movies. And they did, like, they knocked yeah. it out this uh -huh. one. You, and I'm, granted, the movie, not that good. Like, it's okay. However, that's why the music chimes in and makes the movie just so much better than it is without the music. Also, the visuals are just, like, impeccable. But I think it's the visuals and the music that really make the film what it is. 
that like Daft Punk really created a really cool virtual theme for Tron and like the electronic like vibe on it is just super cool. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's happening there. Uh, but yeah, okay, I, so I have. Go on. Oh, so this this is this is like one of the most popular songs, and it's not really one of my favorite songs. There's a couple out there that I like better than this one, but this is a really hype like real like this is a good workout song. If you're looking uh -huh. for a workout song, this is a good one. Uh, but for me, I think um the grid is like probably one of the best. Um. But then there's they one of my favorite ones is called Adagio for Tron and it brings in like the cello and like an orchestral version of like the theme and it and I, I just I, I love like the classical vibes to that song and they bring in the main theme into it and they combine the sorry my sister came in. You can you can chime in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I've never seen I've never seen the Tron Legacy films, nor the preview the pre the first Thor film. So I I cannot chime in. Although, uh, well, I I did I did listen I guess a bit of this theme the music. So I guess I'm sort of familiar. I guess I lied when I said I've never heard it. I've never heard films, uh, movie scores that's not from film that I've seen. But I guess I've seen a bit of the Tron Legacy. So yeah, this one, this one is from the Adagio for Tron one that Sophie mentioned. But, yeah. yeah so this one, this one's really good, and it's one of my favorites because it's it, it's like a break away from all like the uh, electronic themes and uh, music from the movie, and this one just brings in like the violin and the or the orchestra into it. So Matthew, go ahead. I know you're dying to talk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not. I haven't really listened to the score before, so I don't really have much to say. I have seen the movie, but. It was when it came out, I think, around that time. So you you should definitely listen to the score again. I think you'll really like it, like listening to the whole album. Because the same with like the Social Network, I'll find myself just listening to the Tron album because all the mm -hmm. songs are just so fun and they're so unique and 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 they like they all of them together just create a good story and that's what I. Yeah, and when I when I was googling like the list online, the, the Tron Legacy list film definitely popped up several times because uh, I'm pretty sure it's iconic. But again, I haven't seen it, so I've, I haven't really paid attention to it. But yeah, uh, Tron Legacy was definitely a popular uh, among out there in the internet. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's at my number five. So all right, so now uh, we're going to the top four, and we'll trade one apiece for this one. And for my number four. Um, you've heard the similar theme earlier, but this is a completely different film and completely different score. It is Avengers Endgame. I have this in my number four. I think there this one go. is superior to the first Avengers film. And yes, I know this is probably not the most original because uh, the Avengers is definitely the first one where they heard the theme. But Endgame has so much more. You, yes, you might of course think the iconic one is Portals. That's that particular. That's the one of the most iconic songs right now in terms of movie scores, and it's just incredible. It's amazing. It's it in my. <laughs> I almost put both of them, like Avengers and Endgame, on there, but I'm like, I can't do that. So it's in my honorable mentions of like eleven or twelve. But yeah, Endgame, continue. I want to hear yeah, it's, more. It's so epic. Portals is incredible. That particular one, and because it combines, uh, just it combines this beginning theme with the eventual uh, Avengers main theme. And every every time every time this song plays, I just want to scream Avengers Assemble. 
because that's what happened. But there are uh-huh. so many songs from this score that is incredible. Of course, the real hero. That's when spoiler, um, uh, oh. when Tony Tony passed the funeral scene and the music uh, when it goes through everyone, and when Tony was narrating over it, the real hero was just so beautiful. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give a I'm gonna try to shed a light on one of the lesser uh, probably talked about score from Endgame, but I love it. So aside from the real hero, the Tres Amigos, that is when a Cap, Thor, and Iron Man appear for the first time, walking and facing yeah. against Thanos. That one is that one is a really good one. But the one that I want to point out is this one. It's called the How Works, and it is in the middle of the film. And this is when they are figuring out how to get the um, stones. I love this one. And this one's a lot of I fun. absolutely love it because I don't know if you guys can hear it. It's they have the subtle Avengers theme in here, but like somewhere in the middle, if I'm trying to find, there's like a bit of jazz, a little bit. Like you can like they 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 mix in a little bit of jazz along with the Avengers theme, and I absolutely love it. And this is when they're once again, this is when they're trying to figure out how do they get the stones, uh, which year and everything. Think, it's like uh-huh. it's so I think this is when Thor. I think this is when Thor is trying to explain like the oh, ether yeah, yeah. and like oh Natalie yeah, Portman, yeah, yeah. my girlfriend. Uh. <laughs> It's yeah, great. This is, this is the whole the whole scene when they're in the HQ and everything. But like, I, I is, like I like your pick. I like your pick at number four. I I approve. <laughs> yeah, and like you don't you don't think that's this is a music from an Avenger film, you know? But it's there, and it's it it feels perfect because that's particular, I guess, not downtime, but like it's a kind of relaxing moment in a film, you know? Uh, not really relaxing, I guess. But, you know, you you get you get what I mean in that Avenger film. So yeah. Uh, that's my number four Avengers Endgame. So yeah, uh, let's go to Matthew. Okay. Oh, I wanted to say something quick, just really fast. Okay, go ahead. Since we're going, since since you brought up that whole like, oh, uh, they used that theme and Thor Ragnarok. They also did something interesting um, in Endgame before. Doctor Strange uh, lifts his, you know, spoilers, lifts his like finger up to signal to Tony, like, this is your one shot. Mm-hmm. There's a theme that plays in Endgame that you can also hear in the original Avengers uh, movie. It's like the sacrifice theme. It's called a one, one way trip in the Avengers. And I don't know when it plays in Endgame. Or I just, I, I don't know what the song name is, but it's Probably the same theme. Endgame. And it's called, and it's basically like the sacrifice theme. They basically play it when Tony sacrifices himself in the portal, and they play it again before he snaps his fingers, which signifies like it. Like you, I noticed that he was going to make a sacrifice. I guess before anyone else, because I knew the music, and I was like, "Oh, Tony's going to do something." Oh God! So I, the way music can convey that like type of information is just incredible to me, especially in like an MCU films and in any movie. And that's just something I wanted to point out that I found interesting. Yeah, uh, I, uh, and one more thing, I guess I'll say, uh, end game, the end game score as a whole, probably, aside from one other one that is in my list, is probably my favorite of all time, and in particular, end game. But I just didn't put it up there because it's not, once again, it's not the most original one because it's it's a remix of all the pre- of, uh, I guess he reprised it from the Avengers team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, but it's it's still incredible. It's still so incredible. good. A, yeah. a real I hero is. Happen and the real hero, uh, Matthew was oh, there in gosh. the theaters. You were there with me, right? When we watched Endgame for the first time, Matthew. No, I, I don't. Wait, oh, you weren't. Who did no, I watch I... with? I well, did. I know you back then, or did I have? I don't think you knew. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, in that when that happened, um, 
I think Canop can testify. I was basically hyperventilating to the point where I cannot breathe when portals happen because of the music and the epicness of the whole scene, and I was sobbing. I think that. So yeah, everyone else, yeah, everyone was going crazy. <laughs> yeah, we so saw that, it. That, yeah, I. You guys saw it in the good in in the theaters in in Lafayette, right? Or West Lafayette. Uh, I the one in I watch it the one in Lafayette. I watch it on the East Side. Oh, you watched it in East Side. Okay, we went to the one by Cactus. <laughs> And then I went mm -hmm. to Cactus after. <laughs> wow. Drink. Oh, it was, that was probably the best night I've ever had because I watched Endgame and then I went to Cactus and it was just a blast. But I was also, I started crying in the dance floor because I got so sad because of the whole movie. It's a disaster. That's for another time. All right. We'll have to hear that story uh, after after this show ends. So yeah. I'll, um, I'll definitely tell that story another time. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that was my number four. Let's go to Matthew's number four. Okay. Well, so I uh, completely forgot I had uh, two Alexander Desplat movies. Oh. And, uh, so my number four is The Shape of Water. Hey. Okay. That's the one that's I knew you were going to put on there. Saying, <laughs> that's why you were saying there might be another Alexander Desplat film. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I the main theme, I, I, I love of that and it you know carries over to Lisa's theme and it's like he's really romantic sounding and like I really like the use of like the harmonica or and like mm -hmm. the flute and then there's also like the creature which is kind of like an eerie you know like the, the creature, which I, this one is this one the best original score did it I think it, it won yeah yeah this, this particular this theme is beautiful and I like how you said this is the eerie part of the theme because there's a variation of the same theme but in like a major key, uh -huh. and it's just more it's more soothing and romantic. It's it's Elisa's yeah, theme. theme definitely, it's like the more romantic one, Elisa's. Yeah, I, I like that one. Overflow of Love is also a really good one. Yeah, I love that one too. But yeah, I have a yeah. I was gonna say that like the Elisa's theme is just like very bright and like it's like the in and out kind of similar to the main theme and then like there's like sleeping piano yeah it's it's a it's really like no go on matthew yeah um yeah no i that's like there's a ton of great yeah it's it's, it's really beautiful uh i considered i considered it initially it didn't make it didn't make my final cut um uh, it's in it's, there it's, in my honorable mentions <laughs> In your one of your fifty honorable mentions, in one of my fifty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the fact that he so the the one so he won twice. One is for wait, so it's Grand Budapest and this one, this blood. Is that Grand Budapest? So he so we had that. Uh, I don't think Matthew so yeah, had he that. Won, but he won for Grand Budapest and he won for Shape of Water. So the, mm -hmm. the two that he won let's go then or live somewhere. So yeah, okay. yeah. No, that's a great that's a great choice, Matthew. I I didn't I didn't have it in my top ten, but it's it's beautiful movie, beautiful score. Just didn't make the cut. It's a tough tall too because um, he have to compose some music for technically a monster film and a romance film and a, like a very thrilling mm -hmm. sci-fi. So that he, he do it, yeah. combine all those. Yeah. So yeah, Shape of Water was Matthew's number four. Four. Okay. All right. So we're going my number four now. Mm -hmm. All right, my number four. I really wanted to put this up like on number like three, but I guess like from here on out, they're all number one to me. So my number four is 2014's Interstellar. Mm 
Hans Zimmer, no punt. Uh -huh. where, are, where? What? <laughs> this wasn't on your top ten. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I'll say my reasoning after. <laughs> oh, that that's completely fine. Okay, so what I find the most interesting about Interstellar, I I love. So Nolan's one of my favorite directors. Hans Zimmer is also another one of my favorite composers. But Interstellar, there's something just so unique about his use of the organ for a space and sci-fi movie. I thought that was really cool. And something that was interesting about the movie is that Hans Zimmer wasn't given a script when he composed this movie. He went in blind and he was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll just, I'll." he was given like a couple of like, like themes and was like, okay, do this, do that. And then. Oh fuck, that's beautiful. Ugh. <laughs> It's it's honestly so beautiful. Just it just reminds me like that that whole oh, I don't know. I, I'm speechless. I can't really say much about it because it's obviously one of the best scores of all time. Uh Hans Zimmer really knocks knocks this one out of the park. It just makes me feel emotional, but also tied to the film. And this film has a lot of uh, meaning within like the human connection and love and it's just something I, I love about it. I don't know. And that, that's just me. I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it. I'll let Matthew speak first. Okay, I can, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it didn't make my uh, my top 10. Uh, it's in my honorable mentions list, though. Like, my, uh, you know, the few uh, movies I actually have on there, it's actually, you know, it is one of them. But, um, yeah, it, it didn't make my list, you know. Uh, it's not really one that I find myself going back to a lot. Just personally, it's not, you know, nothing with the movie. But um, I, I do really love the music. It's not, you know. That's fair, yeah. I, I completely I completely understand. Yeah. Um, Albert, you, you have some beef with this movie or something? <laughs> no. Uh, well, with this movie, uh, Interstellar isn't my favorite. I'm not a big fan of it when I first saw it. Maybe I should revisit it. Um, I forgot how good the score is, to be honest. So, the, like, the fact that I didn't like the film didn't make me really consider the score for Interstellar, uh, which is probably unfair. But now listening, listening to this, like, yeah, it's it's a really it's a really beautiful score. And the thing is, I usually I do this thing on YouTube uh, when I'm when I'm studying. I just put like a bunch of uh, there's like a three hour playlist of like movie scores for studying and like that. Is Interstellar and, awesome. Interstellar is in there, but I never really pay attention to like because when I'm studying, I don't pay attention to the to the which music is this one from, right? Like when mm -hmm. I notice it, I notice it. But whenever this particular that particular theme played, I'm like. That, that's a good song, but I never realized I was Interstellar. So now I'm like conflicted because I did I wasn't a fan of the film, but hearing the theme is like it's one of my favorite themes whenever I listen to it. So yeah, um, incredible. Because that's that's a main theme that that it, it, you can you, you hear it across like the entire movie. But there's also different themes. Oh gosh, there's so many songs. Albert, I'll get you started. I'll I'll make a list of like the best songs from the album and I'll send them to you. Okay. All right, that's that that's fair. I'm I'm definitely gonna rewatch. I, I have to give Interstellar a second chance because I really, I really didn't like that film. So yeah. At least listen to the music. There's, yeah. I know, music really just makes it better. But the movie itself is on like a whole other level. If you really think about it, the deepness <clears throat> that it has within, like, there's so many layers. Like, My, it's very common within a Nolan film to have many layers in a movie, and this one's one of them. Yeah, my my roommate just watched it like a few days ago, and he said he cried during uh, in the in the film. So I'm like, yeah, oh. it'll make you and shed a tear. I was, I was like, why do you cry? I don't like the film. I don't get it. So yeah, I mean, I have I have to revisit it. I have to give it a second chance. So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so all right. So now I go to my number three. 
And this is another theme from the MCU film. I think this is a superior, one of the best score, and you guys probably already know. Uh, it's from uh, Ludwig Göransson again. And this is Black Panther, Oscar, yes. Oscar winning. And it is freaking phenomenal. Two particular songs, of course, the Wakanda song. Uh, it's just so iconic. The fact that he can, it's, it's nothing like it. It is literally, it's literally nothing like it. Um, as I'm, as I'm trying to play the music. I think it's one of the most unique MCU scores ever composed, for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. It's like he brought, he brought, there's like, there's like this, there's like the, of course, the, the choir of it. And there's also drums that's gonna come up pretty soon. And it, the, the percussion, the percussion and everything. It, it's it is, iconic. It fits so well with Black Panther, because when you think Black Panther, when you read the comics, he is literally like uh, the Afrofuturism part of it. And just visually, you never thought of it. You never thought of what it's gonna be like. And then when you when you see the film, especially this particular scene, this is when he enters uh, Wakanda for the first time, eventually when he's about to come for the first time. And it's just, it gives you chills when he enters a portal and then sees everything. And it just fits perfectly to the realm of Wakanda. I can hear building, how excited you are. I can hear how it excited is. you are talking about this. Is I I I feel it. <laughs> and yeah, this, this is the particular scene that's um uh, the particular music is coming up pretty soon. It's building up here. Yeah, but yeah, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. All right, I guess. So yeah, right I kind of want to listen to the song now. Right there, right there is so perfect. I love it. But yeah, the other the other song aside from this one is when um, Eric Kilmonger, when he says, "Hey, Auntie," when that particular scene happened when he's revealing everything. He, it was improv. He, he combined he combined Afrofuturism with trap music, and it totally works, and it's it's incredible. But yeah, this is this is the this is the Wakanda theme that is like just it's so unique. It's so different. Albert, something like that. I know I know you probably know all the songs on the album, but like the one that I listen to the most is um the last one on the playlist called United Nations or whatever, and it's mm. basically a combination of all of the themes. And it's just in it's 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 a seven minute song of like all the themes from Black Panther and it's amazing. So here's my take on Black Panther. I was kind of, I was re no not kind of. I was very annoyed that the Oscars did not nominate First Man when it had already yeah. won for the Golden Globe. Like come on, First Man was amazing. It was pro it was my favorite score of the year. However. I was mad for a while and then I rewatched Black Panther back in March and I was like, damn. Because I had some hate for the movie for no reason. I don't know. I was like maybe okay. mad. I'm like, oh. no, I, I was like, oh, this is like whatever. It's overrated. No, that movie is appropriately rated. It is so good. And the music is just fantastic. And I really have just so much praise for it now. I, I listen to the score all the time. Like there's so many songs on there. I, I, I like how it's like really high up in your ranking. I mm -hmm. agree with everything you said. Matthew, thoughts? Yeah, I, mean, I love how unique it is, especially like, you know, in the MCU, it's just like one of the most unique sounding uh, scores. And uh, I mean, I you know personally, I think First Man, I personally like the First Man score better in that year, but it's, yeah, I, I, I do like it a lot. What film got nominated for Best Original Score that year? Uh, Beale Street. That was 20, what year was that, 2018? 2018. I so on the 2019 Oscars then, yeah. Um, so yeah, Black Panther that one. Black Clansman is Black Clansman is a beautiful, yeah. Yeah, a great score as well. Uh, yeah. uh, this 
Um, Sorry, I'm getting kicked yeah. out of my room because I'm being too loud. Everyone's asleep. Oh, all good. So yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to find where where is the particular. Uh, Isle of dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, Isle of Dogs. But this is I'm I'm trying to screen share this. Oh, Isle of one. Dogs. I was rooting for Isle of Dogs. I mean, I was right. rooting for Black Handsman because, like, this one, it, the part that he put the trap music for the <laughs> for Eric Kilmonger scene is like, oh, it's so fitting. He, it's so fitting. He does that it. for he does that in Creed too. Yeah, that's something I noticed. So yeah, combination of Ryan Coogler, uh, Michael B. Jordan, Ludwig Göransson is just perfection. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's for Black Panther. That's my number three. Okay. I like that. It's, as it's, it's, the fact that it's in none of your list, I'm so surprised. So I, I'm interested. Oh my to god! Your, your top you page. don't, you don't understand. I see. I only wanted to put one MCU movie on my top ten, and I had to do Avengers mm -hmm. because it's like my, it's my my love. But Black mm -hmm. Panther was so close to being on there because of how much like I've gotten into it this year. Yeah. I'm sorry, Albert. It's it's in my oh, heart. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm just I'm just surprised though because we haven't got a lot mm -hmm. of crossovers. Uh -huh. So I'm really surprised. So yeah, I, I want to hear your top three now. Uh, starting with Matthew, you're number three. Yeah, no, this was a uh, you know it's hard to choose whether this one should be number like switch with uh, the Shape of Water, but uh, okay. the one I ended up with at number three is Fandom Thread with uh, Johnny Greenwood. Mm -hmm. You know, it's I'm expecting someone to say that one. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know I love that score. I love Johnny Greenwood, and so uh, House of Woodcock is just like this. It's beautiful. It's, it's so like, pretty. Coming, it's like it's just like the use of the piano and the string like together. It has like this ethereal sound. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I just love it a lot. Oh, I need to watch the movie. I've never seen it. <laughs> and it's my favorite PTA movie, and so it just like makes it even better. Oh, it's, I didn't know it was your favorite PTA. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful film with a beautiful score as beautiful score as well it wasn't my favorite film but the score definitely def definitely stands out um but yeah i i, cons I considered this it didn't make my final cut but uh -huh. I, I considered it heavily because it's the film is way better the score is way better than the film in my opinion uh so yeah it, it stands out for that yeah so i'm guessing sophie have nothing to chime in because you haven't seen it or haven't or at least you're familiar with it. I think she's frozen. Not sure. Oh yeah, she's frozen. So yeah, she is definitely frozen. As we'll try to see if she can. Oh yeah, we'll see if she comes back. But Matt, yeah. do you have any other thoughts on uh, the Phantom Thread? No, no, that's it. Like, I, I just love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So while we, I guess while we wait, uh, for while we wait for Sophie, I guess I can do my number two first. We'll see, and if she if she comes back. Any honorable mentions you want to see? Maybe. The thing is, if I do, if I do a narrow, if I say the honorable mentions now, then you guys will know yeah. what will my number one, number two might be. Maybe. I don't know. You, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll save my honorable mention till the very last because I want to keep it. I want to keep it kind of surprised. Um, I don't know if Sophie's gonna, she's still, I think she changed device, so we'll see if, she, okay. if she's okay. back. If she's back, okay. we'll, we'll let her back. Maybe I'm, she is my Wi Fi. Because I, I moved somewhere else and I'm away from the router. My Wi-Fi just went insane. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> All good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, um, do you, do you have anything to say about Phantom Threat? I know you haven't seen it, but maybe you have. I've never seen it. I have heard some of the music. I've only heard like three songs, but they're really beautiful. I'm I'm excited to watch it because it's on my list. Um, mm -hmm. I've only ever seen one PTA film, uh, and it was a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started I started with the master and I was just like what is this? <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but it was a very interesting film. I won't really get into it, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to watch Phantom Thread because um, I really like the music and Matthew, that's that's a really good pick for number three. I, I, it's in my honorable mentions. It's just, I didn't put it up there because I've never seen the film, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. Um, so let, let's go to your number three, Sophie. Ha. So this one was so, these top three were so hard to place. Uh, so my number three was is very, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, 2010. And okay. when I say How to Train Your Dragon, okay. I'm oh, wait, going Matty, to- Matty, Matty just said punt. Yeah, yeah, punt. Yeah. Oh, yes, finally. Okay, we, we'll- yeah, before, before we, you know what, I'll save it. Okay, uh, so yeah, my, num my number two is Inception. Uh, punt, <laughs> it's my number two. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we go to Matthew first then. My wait, number wait, can we talk about can we talk about it if it's also my number two or no? Is it also your number two, Matthew? No. It's, oh, oh. It's a, no, it's not. An, it barely made my list. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay, then fine. It's both. It's both of our number two. So let's let's talk about let's talk about Inception. Okay. I'll let you start. I'll let you start. Okay. Well, I mean, I've already mentioned it a bunch of times, but this is the movie that got me into film scores. So of course, it's going to be up there. Uh -huh. Inception is one of my, it's, I think the, my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it so many times. Oh, wow. The music always holds. Yeah. I've seen, it's my, it's a, it's my go-to uh, airplane movie. Like when I go back and forth from Miami to Indianapolis, cause it's the perfect amount of time when I'm in the air, I'll just watch it. <laughs> it's perfect. So um, it's just, I don't know what Hans Zimmer did here. He just created something just so incredible. And he like kind of just like, incorporated the wah theme you know and like mm -hmm. a lot of people started copying his themes but like it's <laughs> and it's not even time time is a beautiful theme and you could hear it subtly throughout the movie it's just mm -hmm. here in the final moments where you could really hear it in full blast because it's like the resolution of the film which is what i love but the rest of it it's just like it feels like panic you know because there's so much going on but he mm -hmm. does it so well because it's an action. It's just, oh, it's, it's crazy good. There's like not one song that I don't like. Like Mombasa, it's a great, mm -hmm. great, like another good, like good workout song, but. Um, yeah, um, this one, especially, especially time, that's that's like the main theme, right? That one, it's one of the most, um, I guess one of the most- Recognizable. Like, like, yeah, recognizable. Yeah. And it's, it's so beautiful that it's so haunting at the same time. It is beautiful and haunting. You're right. Yeah, and it's just it, it plummets all the way to the very top just just because of that. And I haven't seen Inception as much. In fact, I've only seen it once. But I listen to the score a lot because oh, wow. it's a really it's a really beautiful it's a really beautiful score. And Albert, I, have to, gonna, I absolutely I'm, love it. I'm gonna give you homework. You gotta watch this movie again and Interstellar. <laughs> just do a Nolan marathon, man. Nolan marathon. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I saw bits and pieces because my roommate was watching a Prestige in the living room the other day. But I, I was. Your roommate has good taste. <laughs> well, I introduced him to Prestige, so there's that. So yeah. Um, Another great film, but yeah, yeah. He, you gotta, you should. I, yeah, I gotta Inception revisit, is. I gotta revisit those. It's incredible. I, I wish they were just. It's just. It's like it's perfect for me. Like that. That whole the score, the movie, everything. It's just. It's awesome. I love it. Dream I'm is collapsing. It's just such a. I'm surprised it's not my one. Not your number one. Yeah, the fact that you're um, loving it so much. I'm, I'm, my number, you know my number one, Matthew, I think. 
uh, but yeah, uh, Inception once again, the the main theme, time is beautiful. Um, it it really fits. Just the music on its own is amazing, and the fits with the film, and of course the iconic the piano one turn like that. People made fun of that, but it's like it it fits the film so well. So yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. The reason it's not well, the thing is, my number one is shared with like four other. <laughs> Like four other movies, so it's so hard. But like my number one is ultimately, I think my my favorite like film score because it's just. But we'll talk about that later. So yeah, that that this film got nominated or win any awards? It got nominated. It didn't win. It got beat out by Social Network, which oh, I right. was mad about. But yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but it did uh, win a lot of Oscars. It won like four or five Oscars, like best screenplay, uh, cinematography, sound editing, song mixing. Um, I don't know. Those, from the top of my head, that's that's what I remember. That's surprising that you know that. I'll just say it's a disgrace that either that not Inception and Social Network didn't win for the best picture, but uh, King's Speech won instead, which is eh, oh well. But yeah, I mean, it's probably, a good movie. It's just Social Network not, and Inception, Inception were better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Matthew, you have thoughts on this on Inception score? Yeah, no, I, I love the score. I, I you know listen to a bunch. Um, Mombasa is great. Time is great. Five two eight four nine one is real great, and so yeah. that's my passcode for my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Matthew, then why why isn't it on your list if it's so great? It's just like it was, it was tough, <laughs> you know. Uh, There's so many that I love, and it's just like it just barely made it. It's like it's you know that and the fir first man are both like fighting for okay. that last spot. So mm -hmm. yeah, first man. Well then, uh, so uh, we got we got to our number two. So let's hear what your number two is then. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of you guys will be surprised, but uh, my number two is La La Land. So. Hunt. Hunt. <laughs> I, I, I mean. So I mean, we talk about we're gonna talk about it now anyway because it's, it's it's the next it's next in line. So let's talk. Okay, about so Island. Matthew, that's your number one, or that's your number two, and number Albert, two. me, Albert, and I have the same number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Excellent. I like this. La La Land. And then How to Train Your Dragon is my number one. Obviously. Wow. Okay. Really? Uh, so do, do you want to take How to Train Your Dragon first or La La Land first? Um, let's do. Let's let's save La La Land for last. Let's yeah. do How to Train Your Dragon now. Okay. Let's do that. Albert, I'm disappointed you don't have How to Train Your Dragon on here. Okay. Here. Let me let me explain. <laughs> You remember how I mentioned um, I had ten, and then at the last minute I put Creed over it. Yeah, that was how the thing. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh no! I literally oh. listened. I literally listened to both of them right before we start, and there is more stuff that resonate for me on the Creed score than the overall stuff on Hunter Train Dragon. Like the the main fair. Dragon is really awesome, mm -hmm. and this is Burke is great, but there is nothing much that resonate to me that much from that original score album. Uh, and creatures resonate more to me, so that's why it it went over. But yeah, that main theme is just absolutely um, phenomenal. So yeah, Matthew, I'm 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 actually like I'm surprised it's at your number one, but I'm also really happy it's at your number one because it's a brilliant score. Like it's one of the best scores for an animated film I've ever heard. It's oh, yeah. just amazing. Yeah. And like you know, obviously the opening this is Burke is just like perfectly uh, setting mm -hmm. up movie like. Has great like light motifs throughout the films like each person's like theme you know is like yeah throughout we're, we gotta mention we gotta mention that youtube video i think you showed me yeah, how right, how right. to train your dragon is one of the best openings of all time by sideways mm -hmm. 
that's one of and that's what also he he also talks a lot about like wet motifs and other scores mm -hmm. it's a youtube channel everyone should check out yeah we yeah. i get a lot of inspiration from him <laughs> i just love light motifs th like throughout you know scores in general so like mm -hmm. that's why I, you know, it just barely uh, goes past la la land for me and like you know test drive is yeah, obviously it's amazing it's like cool. talking about that talking about test drive here it is it's it's so phenomenal uh, seeing happening no. I listened to this today and I got chills and goosebumps <laughs> on my right leg. <laughs> and then there's also a romantic fight, which is just like a beautiful romantic scene. Okay. What and did you say? Sorry, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hurt you over the song. <clears throat> I was talking about romantic flight, which is just another like just really beautiful. That's like feels really it's, romantic. It's Astrid's like, theme. Yeah. Or and his romance with him, basically, or his romance <laughs> with her. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, How to Train a Dragon is just on another level. It's, I didn't realize how much, I remember, okay, so back when I was looking for more, you know, uh, songs to add to my playlist, I was exploring more film scores. Everyone was just so obsessed with How to Train Your Dragon. And I was listening to it and I was like, what is everyone's fascination with it? It's okay. But then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, okay, I see. So I think like watching the movie just definitely, obviously like for anything, it brings out more, you know, love and emotion towards the score. But man, How to Train Your Dragon, I've become obsessed with it. And it's not just this one, it's the second and the third movie too, because John Powell adds more themes to the second and the third movie. And it did just, they, they work so well together. And it's just, oh, I could talk about it for days. Yeah. Uh Awesome. Yeah, John Powell, John Powell definitely did a, did a fantastic job for the whole trilogy, and mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it hurts me that I had I had to cut it out. But I, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad it's in your list. I was afraid no one's gonna mention it, but I'm glad that it's. I didn't. I was surprised it was really high up for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fantastic one. It's up there. Yeah, it's it's because it's become. I, I even have like a whole playlist just dedicated to the three movies of like my favorite songs from each album, and most of the songs made the cut. And I. John Powell was my most listened to artist of 2019. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, the, I had the same case for Giacchino being really high for, on Spotify for one of my most listened. So yeah. Uh, I love yeah, that. So, so that, that's how that's how to train your dragon up there. I, I'll, I'll be honest, Matthew. I'm surprised it was your number one. I did not see uh -huh. this. Yeah. Time. I thought oh, it was yeah. going to be La La Land for you or something, but. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Talking Wait, about which? Is La La Land in your list, Matthew? La La Land's my number two. Number two. Oh, okay. So is your number two? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wow, where is Okay. I thought you were going to do La La Land one and then How to Train Your Dragon two. That's, that's what I thought you were going to do. Well, talking about which, La La Land, uh, number one on my list, number one on Sophie's list, number two on Matthew's list. Uh, anyone want to start? Matt, you should start, Albert. Yeah. Well, um, the fact that uh, the, mu the the songs and the score really, really intertwine with each other is a really big thing. Um, just the the epilogue alone is like so beautiful. It's really beautiful. Um, the Mia and Sebastian's theme, the, the Hermit, I forget what it's called. Actually. Hermit's it's the Hermit Habit. Song. Hermit's Habit, Hermit's everyone. There's so many beautiful stuff from this film that is just so, so iconic and... Um, I just absolutely love it, and I just rewatched it recently, and I, I adore every single piece of it. And people might just overlook the score because they they listen to the songs, and that's the one that they can think of, you know. Mm -hmm. But 
the score really it plays a, it plays subtly throughout the whole film and even like once again the planetarium one is just so so <sighs> it, it fits I it fits the, the scene. planetarium one yeah it fits That's the one scene. of my personal so favorite yeah. yeah go on sophie no, I was just saying, I was, the planetarium one is a personal favorite of mine besides the epilogue. I love that. It's just such a beautiful scene, and it's so mm-hmm. bubbly and, like, fantastical. Even though, like, the movie's made to be, like, realistic, that's just an escape of reality. I think it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the song The song is, like, I guess, like, soft. Is it what we describe it? It's, like, it's like it soft builds, and soothing. It builds mm-hmm. up to, like, the, the beautiful themes we know. But yeah, it starts oh. off really soft and it just builds up, which is oh, I love that. Yeah, I can play the scene in my head. <laughs> and yeah, okay. my my, fa- my favorite has to be uh, if the score aside from Planetarium is the Apollo because it, it encapsulates the whole thing, and I, mm-hmm. I it it breaks me every time at the very end. Yeah. Oh my god. And Matthew, I know this is your favorite. You said, you said it's one of your favorite film of all time. So yeah. second favorite of all time, favorite of the decade. Why, why isn't this your number one? I'm just surprised. And I, I, I want to hear about all time. I just love How to Train Your Dragon with like the different kind of themes that it sets up and like how that like plays out throughout, you know, and then just how adventurous and everything, like how memorable it is too. Like obviously La La Land is also like really high. And, you know, it's tough for me to decide which one. Uh, mm-hmm. when I understand where Matthew's coming from. I think he really likes the way the themes are used more in the movie for How to Train Your Dragon and how smartly they're used for everyone's theme. Like that video you showed me, it's just, yeah. it, it makes me appreciate the score so much more. Yeah, I see where you're true. coming from. All right, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair reasoning. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so this one, this one is the only one that's all three of, that all three of us have. Is that correct? Well, think, um, no, yeah. we all have a, oh, I guess, yeah, we all have this one together. Yeah. Unless... Yeah, that's this the only this the only one that we all have together. So, well, good. I was expecting everyone to have this one. I, think I, everyone, but I said everyone would have one. That, yeah, like... and I, I, I thought I said three because I thought you guys will have Black Panther and Inception too. I was wrong. So, uh, but yeah, no, La La Land is absolutely absolutely beautiful. And I, I really like how how diverse our picks were though. Like we had some similarities, but like everyone mm-hmm. had their own like wild card. You know, I like that. Yeah. All right. So before we get to the like, so we got everything. Before we come, uh, we try to assemble this whole list. Is there any honorable mentions? And I know Sophia fifty. I don't know if we can get through all of those. So no. uh, mention mention several if you want to, Matthew and Sophie. Yeah. I'll I'll mention my first my my top five. Okay. Uh-huh. Matthew, you can go ahead and go first. Right, well, so like some of them I already mentioned throughout, but uh, so I guess I'll start with like the first one I haven't mentioned yet is uh, Tangled. You know, I, I it's my favorite Disney movie. And so there's just a lot of that music I, I really love, but yeah, just- I have that in there too. And put it into my top 10. Uh, anything else? Then, uh, uh, we already, we, we mentioned First Man, we mentioned Black Panther. Mm-hmm. One that no one has mentioned yet, I have two of them. Uh, and they're personal favorites of mine that I find myself listening to all the time is um, Vice. Mm. So really? the movie itself, yes. Okay, so here's the thing. I There's something about the score. Nicholas Bertel just did something incredible. And he just, he, the score is very odd, but it works so well with the type of film Adam McKay did for Dick Cheney. And the movie itself, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's, it's good. 
it's all over the place, but the score just makes, it brings out like a huge dark side of Dick Cheney. Well, I mean, cause he was just like, the way the mm -hmm. film portrayed him, he's just like a terrible person. But the movie, like he ha has some jazzy elements to it. And um, the score also has um, like a really, really good deep. And uh, there's something about it. I, I find myself listening to it a lot. And it's something I took away after the film. I was like, man, the score was really good. Um, and I found myself listening to the whole album the next day because I was so, drawn into it and that's that's an honorable mention of mine that no one really noticed and i mean it prob probably went over a lot of people's heads but for me definitely went over mine <laughs> yeah so there's a scene that um in the middle of the movie it, pr mm -hmm. it, it pretends to end like oh, yeah, living yeah. a happy life yeah, and then there's a, yeah. there's this the, the music is playing all happy music and i think he just did fantastic with that score because it's like it's it's actually a really pretty song, but like it's a fake ending, so it's it has a comedic element to it. So that's that's one that um, I put in there, but it didn't make the cut because it's looked over a lot. It's I mean it's not my favorite film, but the score is really incredible. I, I really like that one. Yeah, the war and then another. Oh, go ahead. The war in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's just it's um it's so much fun to listen. To. I really and he's a really great composer. He's yeah no um like he did if Beale Street could talk Moonlight like he's he's really yeah. getting up there now. Mm -hmm. Moonlight and Beale and Street then uh, have their beautiful scores as well. And then the other one that wasn't mentioned was Cloud Atlas. Mm. Uh, I recently watched that movie because I had listened to the score so many times. I didn't understand how much the score like actually intervenes with the the movie's plot itself. I don't want to spoil anything because the movie is just, I loved the movie when I watched it. I was like expecting like meh because of like uh, all the ratings it got and like the kind of like mediocre uh, reviews, but I really, really found myself enjoying the film and the score was just fantastic. So I put that in there. It's, it's up there in my honorable mention and I wanted to mention it. Mm -hmm. uh Matthew? Um, no, there was another Nicholas Patel movie, or uh, um, which is The King, which uh, the oh, Timothy yeah. Robert Patton's movie. And I, you know, that's another one of mine that is an honorable mention. But. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, uh, I, I do have some honorable mention. Uh, Sarah in the live chat said, thank you. Thank you, Sophie, for exposing me to the Vice score because I was distracted by Kristen Bill. <laughs> okay, you're just you're welcome, Sarah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, okay, so my my honorable mention uh, a few aside then aside the one that we already mentioned, How to Train Your Dragon and Kimi, uh, Your Name, Kimi no Nawa. Um and Infinity War. I, I don't want to put all Avengers up there, but Infinity War have a very the, especially the Thanos the Thanos team too was very fantastic. Um, War, not War for Planet of the Apes. Actually, yes, War. War is the most prominent one by Michael Giacchino. Um, I, upon rewatching it recently, that score really resonates with me, and it's really haunting with all the themes that going on in the film. Oh, uh, I thought it was Patrick Doyle that did all of them because he did Rise. Patrick of the Doyle did the first Apes, right? one. He did Rise, that, and then uh, they changed the director, and then and they changed to uh, Matt Matt Reeves, and then so Giacchino mm -hmm. took over for the other two. Okay. Which is why I'm excited for the Batman theme uh, that he's going to be doing. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, The Force Awakens. And you might think, once again, this is all Frankie yes. and Robert are doing. The Force no. Awakens has lots of original stuff. Yeah. The Kylo's team. Ray's um, theme. Ray's theme Ray's is beautiful. Theme. And there is a particular, I don't know what it's called, but um, in the film, when they are trying to... Basically, this is the, this is the scene where 
if you remember in the trailer when Poe when basically Finn like uh, punched Poe in the shoulder and they just stared at each other. They're like dun 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 That's the that's the that's the March of the Resistance song. If you're looking for the song, I love that. There are a lot of original new themes in that one. I really I like that a lot. Also, I just noticed no John Williams in our never list. So yeah, no no what? No, the best of John Williams are all before the decade. Yeah. So there's a lot of John Williams. I put War Horse in my honorable mention too because that score is really, really pretty and I love it a lot. But um, a lot of it is just like in the 90s and 80s and before yeah. the 2010s. So I'm, I'm pretty sure if we made like an all time list, it's mostly Williams. But, uh, and there would be one, yeah, for sure. And three other okay. albums. Albert, I need, I need to recommend you one since you love Michael Giacchino, Giacchino uh-huh. so much. Mm-hmm. So. You may not like the movie too much. <laughs> Matthew, stop you're... laughing at me. Stop <laughs> laughing at me. Um, but the score, this is like one of the ones that you could listen to the score. You don't even have to watch the movie, but the movie is actually really cute. It's called Monte Carlo. It's the movie with Selena Gomez. I know it's like it's like a cheesy, like whatever movie, but the score, you don't it's so pretty. Matthew, back me up. <laughs> yeah, uh, the score is great. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't uh, uh, put any. You don't have that, to. I, the score yeah. is beautiful. <laughs> when we listen to the score, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. I'm definitely gonna give you a list of songs to listen to because you can even listen to the whole album. It's so it's Michael Giacchino. He's awesome. He's amazing, and that's that one's another one of my honorable mentions. But it's Monte, Monte Carlo, Selena Gomez, Katie Cassidy, Katie Cass. Black Canary, right? and uh, yeah. yeah, Lead and Meester, Blair from Gossip Girl. <laughs> Uh, okay. So yeah, uh, my, uh, Matthew, you have any other honorable mentions before I go to my last three? I'm just gonna go over. No, no, that's all oh. I had. Very so, so yeah, my last three honorable mentions is Man of Steel, Hans Zimmer, which is absolutely oh, beautiful. Actually, yes, uh, that one's in there too. Uh, it's a long title. What are you doing when you're not saving the world? I think that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I love it. Um, uh, the the score horror movie is hard. Uh, to get to determine the score because it's like very different than the regular scores that you think of usually when you try to especially when you try to think of beautiful scores you don't really go to horror mm-hmm. but the theme from us by michael abels is yeah. oh it's so perfect and swiss army man i just love that story really the one touch scene the jura uh, lots of a lot of stuff from Swiss Army Man is absolutely phenomenal yeah i don't what i've never even heard of I, mean, I think i have heard of swiss army man but i've never Watch Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't just go for the score, go for the whole film. It's yeah. I don't know okay. if you like it, but yeah. Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm guessing she is talking about Monte Carlo. So yeah. Yeah. The okay, movie so... itself is kind of re- it's really cheesy, but the score is so good. All right. So yeah, let's try to combine the list. So obviously La La Land is number one because it's yeah. up here. It has I to be. Think, I don't think there is any other that's all three of us. Because I'm I write I have your list. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew. You had um, number ten is W E, and then Ladybird, yeah. the artist, Little Women, Columbus, Your Name, Shape of Water, Phantom Thread, La La and How to Train Your Dragon. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And Sophie, Sophie, you had nineteen seventeen, yeah. the artist, uh, the social network, mm-hmm. uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. The Avengers, Tron Legacy, Interstellar, Inception, How to Train Your Dragon, and La La Land. Right? No, no. Five is Tron, four is Interstellar, 
Three is How to Train Your Dragon. Two is Inception, and one is La La Land. I got I got that the wrong way. Don't worry about it. We we went all crazy towards the last three because we all mixed <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you guys have more in common with each other than with me. I think I'm. Uh, I, well, I, I have Grand Budapest Hotel with you, and good. I have Inception with you. All right, so let's see. And so Social Network. Only, yep, the only one that we have in common, all three, is La La Land. So that's definitely number one. I think because. Because how how to train was your number one and your number three. That's like the highest. Well, I guess at my there, you guys Okay, so is a two and two higher than a one and three? <laughs> Up to you. I think I think we should put how. Okay, since I had how to train your dragon initially at number ten, and I move it out, I think we should put how to train your dragon top here. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's it fair. belongs up in the top five. <laughs> Yeah. Uh -huh. And number three, I think, just because uh, it has to be Inception, because it's my number we two. We gotta put Inception on there, yeah. Yeah. And then the highest other commonality. Um, none of you had Black Panther. Uh, none. You know what? We can we can go ahead and put one MCU movie up there, and I'll let mm -hmm. you pick because I love them all. <laughs> well, I feel like if we are, we should probably just merge Endgame with Avengers because they're like. Very similar in the same franchise. I, don't know I think we should. I, th I think we should just do Endgame and go for that one because yeah. I mean, as long as I love Avengers, I also love Endgame. So we'll go for Endgame and stick them. Leave that one in the list. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. One moment. Uh, definitely, that will make the list. I'm trying to see if they have a higher commonality aside from that. No one. Only Matthew had Phantom Thread. Only Matthew had Shape of Water. Only Matthew had Your Name. I guess the other next commonality is the end game thing. Well, wait, social yeah. network. Huh? Social, social network, network we had just lower Grand anyway. Budapest Grand Budapest Hotel. We had at seven, both of us, Albert. Okay. So let's let's do end game at four. Um at five, I guess it's so you had Grand Budapest at what, Sophie? Seven. We both had it at seven. We both had it at seven. Mm -hmm. And so the other co the commonality that we had is Grand Budapest, Social Network, and the artist for you guys. I think that's it. Nothing else is in common. The yeah. artist is so good. <laughs> so Social Network is my f is my five, and your eight, and the artist is nine and eight. So I think. I think a five and eight beats out a seven and seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So social social network. Uh, and then Grand Budapest is number six, and then the artist at number seven. Okay. Okay. The and then it's a free for all from yeah. eight, yeah. nine, and ten. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, the best fair way is to just grab the highest from each of every other place. Yeah, so Phantom Thread. Um, yeah, the other, the next highest is probably Phantom Thread. I can go, I can, I can vibe with that. <laughs> Phantom Thread, um, you, and then Shape of Water is the four for you, the four, and the four for Sophie is Interstellar. Um, my four is already, my four was taken endgame, but my number three was Panther. Uh, so how, how do we want to do? How do you want to do no, the number nine now? 
nine, ten. I guess I guess there is two spots left. Uh, I'm I'm willing I'm willing to give it up to. I mean, I'll let see. The thing is, I, as, as, I just as much as as much as I love Black Panther, we already have an MCU film in there, and I don't really want to put two MCU no, no, no. films not, in there I'm just to push, give the I'm others. You know, since okay, since since you guys both had Interstellar and Shape of Water at number four respectively, so do I get to determine which one goes nine and which one goes ten? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sure, I know Interstellar will be ten. It's fine. <laughs> ah, this is tough. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I have to put I think I have to put Interstellar at number ten. I'm sorry. Yeah, as long as it makes it's the really list, good. it's okay with me. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to send this list to the private chat. And what what I like to what I like to usually do is just like, uh, we just we just say it one by one, all at the same. Like uh, Sophie say number ten, and then Matthew said number nine, and I say number eight, and then we go all the way through. And we say the Excellent. first one at the same time. So why don't you guys talk about something either school related or something as I as I'm typing this down? Okay. Blend okay. uh... that air. <laughs> Okay, so listen up. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I can say some other really great movies. Oh, I had Parasite on one of my on, yeah, honorable Parasite. mentions because Belt of Faith Belt of is Faith. such a banger. It is yeah. such a banger. <laughs> also, but another one that I didn't, I didn't hear no one mentioned, and I think is really good, is The Martian. Yeah, Harry Gregson Williams. I was like. No, like we didn't talk about it at all. I guess it is overlooked a lot because there's a lot of disco music playing in the soundtrack. But the yeah, like really? the the yeah, so um, he's stuck in Mars with only disco music. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, and funny. and um, but the Harry Griffin Williams did an incredible job with the Martian. Like it's it's really some powerful stuff, and I really like the score. Okay. Also, Matthew, part of me thought you were gonna put Marriage Story on your top ten. I don't know why. Oh. It almost made my cut because I really love that. Yeah. Uh, no, no, another one that I think is really good is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I don't think you guys have seen. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I haven't I've seen. never seen it. I've never listened to it either, but I've gotten it recommended by someone else, so I really need mm -hmm. to watch that. Yeah. Also, I, th I think based on our argument, we can agree this plot is probably the winner of the decade. Probably, yeah. He's done so many things. Yeah. It's incredible. Okay. For sure. Who composed the artist again? Do you remember the name? That was. Uh, yeah. Ludovic Bors. L U D O V I C and then B O U R C E. I butcher it, but mm -hmm. okay. It's fine. I can try this, Johnny. <laughs> also, uh, Paddington. Paddington has a really nice. Uh, I've never. Oh, wait, no, I have. Yeah, Matthew, you put it on the playlist and I listened to it. Uh -huh. But I've never yeah. seen the movies. I need to watch the movies. Yeah, you said Tangled. Tangled's incredible. I put, um, I don't know if you guys, you remember Gravity with mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock? Yeah. yeah. Stephen yeah. Price. Yeah, Stephen Price. Wait, yeah. I, I think I wrote that down in one of my answers for in my debut trivia yeah. match. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, Stephen Price. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, that was a really good score for like a very really frustrating movie because it was just all over the place okay we have the list yeah by the way shout out to sarah for sticking around from the beginning till the very end yeah. sarah i love you <laughs> okay so uh, 
Yeah, we'll just uh, I'll go. Sophie can go ten. Ten. Matthew can go nine. I'll go eight, and then we'll go around. I believe okay. so. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. And yeah, it will it will land on La La Land all at the same time for us. So we'll say La La. We'll say La La Land at the. Uh, all right. So, so I'll go ahead uh, and start. Oh no, I'll I'll do this first. So here is the top ten uh, councilman uh, best scores of the twenty tens. Drum roll. At number ten. At number ten, we have Interstellar by Hans Zimmer, two thousand fourteen. At number nine, we have The Shape of Water by Alexander Desplat from twenty seventeen. All right. At number eight, we have number eight. We have Phantom Thread uh, by Johnny Greenwood, twenty seventeen. Seventeen, twenty seventeen. There you go. <laughs> At number seven, we have The Artist by Ludovic Bors. I don't know how to say his name correctly. Uh, two thousand eleven. At number six, we have The Grand Budapest Hotel by Alexander Desplat from 2014. And at number five, we have The Social Network by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross from 2010. At number four, we have Avengers Endgame by Alan Silvestri, uh, 2019. At number three, we have Inception by Hans Zimmer from 2010. And at number two, we have How to Train Your Dragon by John Powell from 2010 as well. Wow, three 2010s. And finally, the number one best scores from the two from the 2010s is La La Land by Hans La 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 uh, Hurwitz. 2016. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, so yeah, to score more movies. <laughs> that was a fun uh, top ten list. It, we went kind of long because I guess uh, we ramble on on some random scores and whatnot. But it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. This was a blast. This is the latest I've stayed up all year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it really? Well, yeah, I go to sleep early. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I no, this is worth it. This is I I could do this every day. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you guys have any final thoughts that you guys want to say, or if not, then we can wrap up the show. Uh, well, th thank you so much for, for having us join this amazing conversation and ranking of amazing and iconic scores. I could talk about this for so long. Thank you. Yeah, and it gives, Matthew. Me, you know, gives us more scores to listen to. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And this is this has been something that I want to talk about scores way more. And I want to bring attention to it. But my fellow councilmen, they're not they're not the biggest fan. They're not the biggest fans. They 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 love scores. They just don't resonate to as much of it as much as I do and as much as you guys do. So it's this is like I guess a passion thing for me. And the fact that I have a chance to do this, it's really it's really fun. So yeah, um, I don't know how the audio listeners is gonna like it. Hopefully they do the audio only. So that will be exciting as I'm gonna be dropping it later today. And yeah, so thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everyone who chimed in in the live chat, uh, Sarah and Steven right there, and everyone else who was watching. Um, and yeah, so why don't you guys, where, where can the people find you online, if, social media or whatnot, if you want to plug any? Well, I guess 
you can yeah i mean what, what platform instagram letterbox <laughs> i mean feel free if you want it if you want to do so if not then it's all good as well i'm just i'm at matthew p chen just like everywhere okay. so yeah i'm at sophia planos mostly everywhere all right uh so, yeah you can uh, you guys can find me as usual j Dharma on twitter and instagram and uh, you're watching on jaw movies youtube channel right now for the video version of the podcast if you want to find if you want to find us at the podcast on twitter and instagram find us at councilman show and our podcast is called the councilman go find that if you have not subscribed leave us a review a five-star review on itunes and we'll shout you out in the next show as usual uh, thank you once again. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for watching and listening till the very end. This has been a fantastic top ten episode for the councilman. And once again, uh, tune in and wait it out. I haven't talked to the guys yet of when we're gonna release the Scooby Doo uh, commentary track. Probably sometime this week. I'll, I'll update you guys on social media. So follow me there once again, and or follow the councilman there to stay tuned on the commentary track for Scooby Doo if you want to watch that with us. It's it's a lot of fun, and yeah. So once again, thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. And this has been the Councilman. Until next time, Council has spoken. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>